Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And my name is Dave. Wow. Dude, did you just get that feeling of deja vu? Uh, you know, I've been feeling that a little bit ever since I turned on my computer today. I've got a feeling. I know you've uh-huh. got a feeling. No, I actually, <laughs> today went a lot smoother than yesterday, actually. That's good. That is good to hear. Yes, for anyone that did not see all of my social media. It turns out we actually did this exact show around three hours long. Yeah. And somehow it did not record. So we are doing the entire show over again. This has literally only happened one time in the over 300 episodes of podcasts that I've done. We're going to try to top that. I'm sure this is going to blow people's minds. We don't script this show. We say whatever we want at whatever time. Dave and I try and throw each other off. It works sometimes. Like So we are going to try and not redo jokes that we already did, but you just never fucking know. So we're going to try not to rush through things. This is still stuff that we want to talk about. So it's not going to be like you guys aren't even going to know that we had. Like I didn't even have to tell you that, but we are a very honest show. So we just want to let you know we actually did this already. Yeah, we don't even really go in the order of we have like a sheet that tells us albums just so we yeah. don't forget like labels, but we don't even go in the order of that. So there's definitely no script. <laughs> no, no. I skip around all the fucking time. So Dave, this is actually a little bit better because your voice sounds better today too. Ooh, I do have my voice back. So maybe this was meant to be. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. All right. Well, enough of this chitter chatter. Let's go on to scene news. All right, everyone, it is scene news time. Scene news time. Get excited. Dave, we are going to start off with a fun one. We are going to be talking Attila. Your favorite, Attila. One of my favorites. That is very true. I love talking about Franz and Attila. I think I've noticed. I think everyone's noticed. (laughs) Well, on top of that, I get to talk about someone that I haven't thought about for at least a year. Almost a year coming up. Who's that? That's Mr. Frankie. From a mirror. Oh, Franklin, huh? Yeah, good old Franklin. I actually like that. Yeah. <laughs> what a douche. Yeah. I mean, look, people are going to know this because this came out last week, but we did mention on the show before this track came out that Attila is now an unsigned band. They are an independent band, which I'm not sure Attila has ever really been able to say. Yeah. I was wondering if 
Maybe their old label wouldn't let him do this diss track. <laughs> that is maybe possible. Though, Call Out 1 did happen. Yeah. One wonder if the label said never again. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever bring out a call out track again, you are done. <laughs> could could be. <laughs> so everyone knows in the scene, Franz did call out two, and instead of waiting till new songs to play this, we're gonna play a little bit of it right now. Fuck a buddy Nielsen, fuck a stupid coward, fuck a Jeffrey Star Winston on this big dick, fuck a record label, fuck this industry. There you go, Dave. Pretty much perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, he hit even names that we didn't think we'd ever hear ever on this show. And actually, one of the funny parts about you know the show not recording the other day is that he actually put out the list of why he named these certain people in Call Out 2, which was not available until today. Yeah. Um, so on hand, do you have... Um... The reasoning behind maybe like Tyler Carter, Jeffree Star. So Tyler Carter, it actually turns out that they are really, really good friends. And he happened to be on FaceTime with him while oh. they were recording. So he just said, hey, I'm going to put your name in this. And Tyler thought it was awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. Yeah. He's a it's good a, sport. It's the same as if I had been talking to Fr I mean, let me dream, please. But yeah. if I had been talking to <laughs> Franz on facetime and he'd be like hey let me put ian hates music in call out Two. i'd be like fuck yeah yeah absolutely Why not? and then jeffrey star he said he has nothing against is it him uh, i don't remember know. i'm not i don't know i don't want to say anything wrong whatever he thought that jeffrey star would clap back at him but remember that jeffrey star is way too popular now for that to happen uh, of course all those makeup tutorials Exactly. And all those AP covers. Oh, yeah, of course. Talent. Yes, talent. Exactly. What I thought was interesting was when he talked about Buddy Nielsen from Census Fail, and we'll get to Census Fail later. But apparently in 2015, Buddy Nielsen actually talked about Franz and Attila during every one of his Warp Tour sets and then talked about them on Twitter as well. So he legitimately doesn't like Buddy Nielsen. <laughs> he legitimately does not like him. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I understand that. I thought the Danny Warsnow thing was funny. That was just a joke. He said he yeah. really likes him. And what I thought was the best, though, was he called Danny an English redneck. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, it works perfectly. It really does. So, you know, there's some interesting stuff here. It's, it's all fun. And that's what yeah. he was saying. Literally, all of it was fun. And he did talk back to Frankie from Amur. So yeah. Frankie was one of the only real people that I think actually hit back at him. Yeah, and that was kind of to be expected with that that guy's piss poor attitude. Right. Well, you know, Frankie loves attention as much as the next person. Yeah. So when Frankie was like, "Hey, why are you naming Amur and not at and not at mentioning me?" Franz just got back to him and was like, "Dude, no one knows who you are." 
<laughs> and he and legit. No and no one does. That is so true. It's so very true. It's like I said, I would make fun of Frankie all the time on the show until I forgot about him. Yeah. People shit on a mirror and they don't know who Frankie is. They just shit on a mirror and that's all. They don't right. want to even go into it. And that's the thing. It's like everyone knows the only good part of a mirror right now is Josh. That's it. Poor Josh. Poor, poor Josh indeed. But what is kind of funny is that in the whole rankings and why, you know, Franz did what he did, Franz does mention like everyone knows that Frankie's a turd. Yeah. And he's like, I don't have time to hate him. I hope him and Amir do well, but we all know he's a piece of shit. Yeah. So everyone knows. Do you think he'll go he'll like this uh, episode when you post it? Oh. I really should. I should do a call out track of my own. <laughs> but once again, I do have to say, I think the Leonetti brothers are great. Obviously, Ben is a friend of the show with Lakeshore. Yep. I also think Josh is extremely talented, but Amir is not my music, especially not with Frankie being in control. Yeah. That's just the way it's it is. Not, not a thing. Right. I think it's garbage. And <laughs> the only thing that I've ever said good about Frankie, because I don't think he's the greatest person ever, obviously, Yeah, was when I was at Warp Tour last year. And I saw the way he treated his fans, which was really yeah. good. So, look, mm -hmm. I'm always an open and honest person. So, even though I think the way he tries to market Amir is shit and putting out, you know, T-shirts with battered women is a <laughs> shitty thing to do. Yeah. As a person, he's probably not that bad, except his whole entire band left him because he's a shitty person. Yeah. I mean, you don't use the G word garbage that often and you did use it. I have many, many a time, mostly in fun. It's just like, hey, look, I've said it a bunch of times. I'm very similar to Franz. I don't have time to hate. <laughs> I just don't have time to hate. I wish Frankie and Amir all the best. <laughs> <laughs> but really, Dave, I think, and I know you don't have any feelings or emotions. But no, not really. I did want to ask you, what did you think of a track like this from someone like Franz and Attila? It's very Franz-like to do, and I'm glad he's being honest with himself and the fans. Right, by being funny. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a big debate in the scene about people like Franz who has a ton of power. You know, Franz has tons and tons of power. Even being an unsigned band, Attila's going to do amazing. I mean, they do. It's, it's really funny to say it, but in 2018, they are touring with ICP. Oh, boy. Yeah, and that's actually a big deal. Like, both of them are going to do really well on that tour. Yeah. <laughs> so people are saying, well, why can't he just be positive at some point instead of being negative? Like, why all the negativity in the scene? And what I was saying to that is, first of all, that's Franz joking. And he's yeah. even laid it out. He's like, that's all joking. He doesn't care. He's just putting it out there. It's really fun. He was drunk in the studio. It took him five minutes to write, two minutes to record. Like it was nothing for him to do. They get tons of publicity, marketing out the ass for a band that doesn't have a label. Yeah. And what I said to people was like, look, if you don't like what he's doing, why not make a positive call out track? Uh huh. And these miserable cunts who complain about positivity in the scene are the same people who are going to bitch about every warp tour lineup which we will get to eventually <laughs> but i guarantee you they're the same people you know what i am going to disagree because 
I don't want to call out the people that I had the discussion with, but they are really good people. So they are definitely not the ones that call out Warp Tour. You don't think so? No. Well, people... I, I can tell you from personal experience, these people are definitely oh, not okay. it. I'm you, sure. You actually know the people. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's actual overlap. Yeah, okay. I'm sure in what you're talking about. But there are people that also just want more positivity in the scene. And that's what I was saying. I was like, why not make a call-out track? Like, get Garrett Russell from Silent Planet and yeah. make a positive call-out track. Like, that'd be easy as fuck. And I bet you, you would get a lot of people talking about it. Have you seen the confused, like, lady meme with all, like, the algorithms behind her in the background? And she's, like, looking very confused. And the meme says, like, <laughs> when uh, Garrett from Silent Planet talks. Because you really, <laughs> you need to, like, you have to be intelligent. Hence why the Ian hates conversations with him was so good. Do you call yourself intelligent, Ian? Ah, uh, you know, chemical engineer and everything, you know. We're going to call this Pinky in the Brain <laughs> podcast or something? Copyright, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I don't want to shock you. I don't know much about meme culture either. Oh, man. <laughs> the internet is a dangerous place. I've heard. I've yes. heard. Ever since my experiences that I blocked out from AOL chat, I try not to think about that. <laughs> my therapist says, keep those memories locked up. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, I'm all for people having fun. I actually kind of wish that Franz hadn't come out and gave us the list of why he called people out. Yeah, uh, I have mixed feelings. I mean, it's kind of cool to see, but. I don't know. I kind of like like us to keep guessing. Yeah, I enjoy that. And that's actually something we're going to talk about in our next debate that's going to be coming up very soon. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we covered everything, right? Look, I yeah. love Franz. I love Attila. I think they are very fun. I understand when people say, oh, this is very negative. You know, the scene could be better if someone else was, you know, if Franz used his popularity for something quote unquote better. I'm OK with comedy. I enjoy comedy a lot, so that's what he was doing, but I totally understand what people are talking about. I'm fine with more of this. Like, give me lots of call-out tracks from other bands calling out people. Like, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah, call-outs are fun. Like, remember back in the day when Issues and uh, Woe Is Me were going at it? I miss yeah, those days. that is very true. And by the way, I'm going to put this out there because I haven't talked about this in a long fucking time. Probably since jackson was on the show but once again frankie if you're listening totally welcome to come on the show if you want to have a real fucking conversation and have it where i'm not kissing your ass and we're having a real talk about the things you've done in the business and where amir is going and all that kind of stuff i am totally up for that oh man i want to be in the room when this is recorded. <laughs> well, believe me, I wouldn't let Frankie in my house. No, no, but I want to be <laughs> I want to be on your end listening in on this entire conversation if it were to happen. If anything, we should do it live. Fuck it. Oh we'll do God, it live. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, okay. That's enough of that. So let's go through a bunch of other news that just needs to be kind of read off here. First one up is the Audition have announced that after six years, they're going to be doing a reunion. It's at Slam Dunk Fest in England, I believe. Mm, okay. England. Slam Dunk Fest. I don't understand. They don't, I don't know if they even play basketball over there, but okay. You don't know about the record label? 
No, but slam oh. dunk doesn't make sense. Well, it's the slam dunk is the name of the label. They need to recreate that. <laughs> Do they even have basketball? No, you're right. They have no basketball. It's only cricket, soccer, and rugby. That's true. Yep. Good point. It. Good point, Dave. Your naivety is showing. Yep, I'm calling them out. <laughs> Call out three. Yep. Your label, your label name doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> because Manic Cat, there's actually a Manic Cat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Rise Records is actually falling records right now. And I heard that Equal Vision, that they actually have 80-20 vision. So yeah, that they're doesn't, not equal. Yeah, it's that. not equal at all. See? Wow, look at us off the cuff. Killing it. Yep. This is what nice happens. Not to give us that being as an ocean album, though. They were. Now, they're one of the smartest labels except for water parks. So. Surprised you didn't discredit Eye the Mighty right there, but I'll let it slide. They, like low. The they suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't used to. They do now. Call out. Four. We are definitely co-opting that, by the way. Uh-huh. Now, Ian hates music. Call out. Yep. All right, enough of this laughter bullshit. So Corey Taylor also came out and said that there's going to be a brand new Slipknot album in 2019. Oh, boy. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. I mean, I think I've liked one Slipknot song in my entire life. So You suck. Get the fuck off the show. What the fuck? (laughs) You're on the new call out. That's a ridiculous statement. If I honestly, if I had known that, you would not be on the show right now. No, man. Like... Just not a not a slipknot guy. I think wow. our fan question for for we save for next week mm-hmm. will maybe unveil maybe my roots compared to yours and maybe you understand. Oh yeah. I see a lot of Avril Levine, maybe mm-hmm. a little Creed, Nickelback. Fucking Creed. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right, all right. I hate what you said and I despise your taste in music, but I am looking forward to Slipknot in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Next up, unfortunately, this is sad news for Dave and myself. This happened over the weekend. A lot like birds have called it quits. That really put me down the dumps for a while. I was mad. I went online and just finger smashed and just fucking (laughs) bought merch because I wanted uh, some shit. I seriously Um, thought you were going to say finger bang. I really did. (laughs) I get so mad sometimes. I just want to finger bang. What's your take on it? Did you see it coming? Did you? I didn't see it coming. I mean, I saw them live last year, and I thought they were awesome. They did basically all of Devisi, you know, front to back. I thought that was great. I'm really glad I got to see that now, now that they're not going to be together anymore. But look, every single member is so very talented. They're going to do well no matter what they do. Yeah, Um, I'm sure Suffer is going to pick up the pace, which I'm very happy about. And do you have a favorite album of theirs by chance? To be quite honest, it was probably Devisi. Same here. I, yeah. Their other stuff, it was good, but didn't stick with me like uh, Devisi did. So. Right. Yeah. Is it Devisi, Devisi? Uh, he, Corey pronounced pronounced it Devisi. Devisi, Devisi, not gonna work here anymore. That's all I know. <laughs> Maybe that's why they broke up. Uh, yeah, if you look up the term, the definition for uh, Divisi, it um, kind of hints at that. A little bit of foreshadowing. We didn't even see it. Oh, homework. Yep. So, yeah, I think each member will be fine. 
Yeah, definitely. In other news, John, the guitarist of In Loving Memory, which we have a segment named after on our show, he has decided to step away from the band because he cannot put all of the money and time and effort that needs to go into a band that's going to be much, much bigger. And I do believe that this band is going to be much bigger. They had a great EP last year. Mm-hmm. It was one of your favorites. It absolutely was. So, you know, it's it's always sad to see someone who got the band to where they are have to, you know, take that step back. But it was all on good terms, so I'm sure they'll find a replacement. Hopefully that person will help them with the creation of their full length and everything. But it's always sad to see people have to walk away from their dreams because of money or, you know, time, stuff like that. Yeah, at least he, you know, he wasn't going to go in there and half-ass anything, and he knew it, so he had to back out. So hopefully it's for the better, but we'll see. Agreed. Also, we are not hashtag fake news. We are not AP or rock sound. So I wanted to go ahead and apologize for last week when we were done with albums. We mentioned that the new Escape the Fate album, I Am Human, was coming out this week. We'd be reviewing it on this show but it actually turns out that the album has been pushed back to March 30th. And really, I'm okay if they push it back some more. Uh, <laughs> I'm all for it. Maybe they can fall out boy that. Yeah, it could. <laughs> Maybe go on tour for it and everything. Well, just to let everyone know, our release schedule said it was going to be out. So it must have been, so it must have been a pretty quick decision to yeah. push it back. Yeah, I think they looked at the lineup for this week. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably why. It's because once we get to album reviews, you guys are going to fall in love. Because there's just so many amazing, amazing albums. And now some really good news here. Friend of the show, Misfortune, has announced that they are now part of the We Are Triumphant family. Awesome. We just reviewed their cover album like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, but let's not bring up the bad part. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Volume one was very good. I wish Misfortune would have been on that. Oh, yeah. I would love to hear a cover song by Misfortune. That is for sure. But we did announce this, I think, last week. Misfortune are having a brand new track come out called The Hype You Stole. That comes out March 16th. Yeah, and they did post like a little 30-second preview. It's going to be damn good, which I'm not too surprised. I mean... I knew it was going to be a good song. Well, I'm glad you knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Have they put out really a bad song, honestly? No, absolutely not. It's just funny that you're like, I knew they were going to have a good song. (laughs) Man, I would have been so let down if that song was a dud. No, no, no. I think, come on, it's Mikey. (laughs) So yeah, we have stuff to be excited about, and I'm really happy for them too because they need a push. Yeah, and I think... This is definitely where to go. I think the previous their debut wasn't that on uh, Sumerian Records, and I don't feel like it got the push it deserved. No, it didn't. There was a lot of stuff that happened in the past. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, good for Mikey. I do want to find out who's in the band. I would like That'd to know that nice. at some point, but I am looking forward to the single a lot. So. Yep, that'll be good. And now we are going to finish off scene news with a nice healthy debate We are bringing up the topic of Warp Tour once again. Dave, did you see all the tweets that were going around? So many tweets. So many tweets. 
For anyone who doesn't know what that means, that is Twitter beef, and I am going to credit Ty because I have never heard anyone say that before. Maybe it's a thing all the kids know and I just didn't know. Ty told us about it. There are a bunch of tweets going around between Warp Tour fans and actual bands. And it is a fucking mess. Entertaining, though. Very entertaining. So I think the story starts last week. We had already recorded the show, so we didn't get a chance to talk about it. I had seen a single tweet from someone who had tweeted at Warp Tour saying, oh, please, oh, please let My Chemical Romance reunite. And Warp Tour just flat out said, we need to address this. My Chemical Romance are not reuniting for Warp Tour or not reuniting whatsoever. It was one of the two. So right there, I was like, Warp Tour, what are you doing? Like, why are yeah. you telling people that? Like, just let people think. Let them have their deluded thoughts that this is yeah, going to happen. Let them, let them, yeah, don't crush them like that. Well, no, I want them to crush them later. Yeah. I want <laughs> the anticipation the <laughs> to keep growing until March 1st or 2nd, whenever they announce it, and yeah. be like, now, motherfuckers, like, not happening. So I was a little yeah. weirded out by that. I was like, that's not great marketing. But no. what we both realize about Warp Tour is since it is supposed to be the final one, they really don't care. They know that everyone's going to come to Warp Tour anyway. So why even bother with any type of like class and marketing and all that shit? Yeah. And everyone's going to bitch about the lineup no matter what. So fuck it. They could put MCR on there. Put MCR on there. Fuck it. Put, put uh, who else? From Not first happening. to last, put them on there. Not happening. It, it wouldn't matter. People would still bitch. It yeah. It make a difference. Well, we'll get to that. We will definitely get to that. <laughs> so then the one that really spurned a lot of hate and aggression and everything else. Uh-huh. Some guy, and I don't even know who the fuck this Jamoke is, but some guy wrote in and said, Hey, I want all of these bands on Warp yeah. Tour. And it happened to be Blink-182, All-American Rejects, Paramore, Yellow Card, My Chemical Romance, and Say Anything. So he at-mentioned all of them to Warp Tour. Warp Tour, for some reason, wrote back and said this. Blink-182, we have the same agent and nothing. All-American Rejects, we tried. A band member didn't want to do it. Paramore, word on the street, is they're doing their own tour. Yellow Card is no longer a band. My Chemical Romance are not reuniting. And say anything, we'll look into it. That just yeah. made a huge shitstorm. Yeah, and that, that fan must love 2007. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And the tweets that went back to Van's Warp Tour was, hey, this is Really, really unprofessional. Yeah. Honest. But what would you rather, Ian? Sugarcoat it? Give it to you straight? What do you want? I'm all for honesty. Yeah. So I as like we, as this. We, as we thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whoa, surprise. <laughs> he likes honesty. Yep. No, I mean, tactful-wise, this probably wasn't the best. If I was them and I cared about what people thought, I would write back and say, we tried for... You know, all these bands, all of them said they can't do it. <clears throat> we tried for all these bands. All these bands said they can't do it. But say anything we haven't tried yet, we'll get on that. Yeah. That's what I would have done had I cared about anyone. Like I said, 
Warped Tour doesn't care because they already know they're probably going to have their best year ever. Yeah, they uh, it's a win-win for them. So might, might as well just go out being honest, I guess. Right, but I guess the biggest part of it was that bands actually kind of jumped on them as well. All American Rejects were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, we were working out days with you guys to be on there. And then Warped Tour even responded. They were like, no, that's not what we were told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the story so far also were like, holy shit, this is like the most unprofessional thing. Why are you throwing bands under the bus? And Warped Tour was like, hey, we remember giving you our Instagram account and saying, don't smoke weed. And you totally did. So what the fuck yeah. is up with that? <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Um... <laughs> I don't think the story so far has much room to talk about unprofessional. He's the one who booted the fan off stage. I think if Warped Tour had any real balls, they would have said something like that. They go, they should have said something like, oh, well, you know, at least we didn't, you know, dropkick someone off stage. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. I I like the honesty. I think marketing wise, it would have been better to keep their mouths shut and just have the announcement because... What we did talk about yesterday and what we're going to talk about now is that Warp Tour doesn't really owe us anything. I mean, besides ending the tour because of money and financial reasons, you know, you know, it doesn't sell well on the West Coast, like all that kind of stuff. They're also probably doing it because every person whines and bitches to them all the fucking time about how the tour isn't good anymore. Yeah. It's just the way people are now, I think. Welcome to 2018. Well, right. And 2017 and 16 and 15 and 14. Like, it just goes on. Like, as soon as social media hit, people are like, oh, let's complain to Warp Tour. Yeah. You know what? Ever since MySpace ended, people went to shit. I miss MySpace. (laughs) No one's ever said that. (laughs) It's a first, people. It's a first. But yeah, I mean, I've never complained about Warp Tour. I go all the time, and I always find bands, either new bands that I like now because I get to see them live, or there are always some of my favorites there. So I've never been one of the people to complain about Warp Tour, but they get it all the time, 24 fucking 7. They get it all the fucking time. So it's kind of nice to see them going after people and standing up for themselves a little bit because no matter what, even if my... like. I would say maybe if they got My Chemical Romance to reunite, you would probably get 95% of the audience. But the other 5% are going to go, motherfucker, we want breakdowns. Yeah. Where's our death core? There's not enough death core on this. Yep. That's what's going to happen. No matter what, they'll never be able to please everyone. No, there's no way. I mean, that's, that's where the point of Warped Tour is supposed to be super diverse. Find your... Find your stage and stick with it, people. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand people getting pissed of like fucking Eminem does Warp Tour and does a main stage. Yeah, or yeah, when fucking (laughs) Machine Gun Kelly does Warp Tour, sure, I'm not happy about it, but I just don't go watch him. Yeah. There are so many other bands playing at the exact same time that are so fucking good. So I can't, I find it hard to hold anything against Warp Tour with how much shit they take all the time. Yeah, they they take some shit. So I'm glad to see them sticking up for themselves there. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. And, you know, people can call it unprofessional. I totally understand 
if they have inside information about Paramore doing a large tour and they kind of ruin that, then I get it. But also, yeah. I don't Who want gives a fuck about Paramore. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Paramore, nor do I want fucking all American rejects anywhere close to any music that I listen to. <laughs> no one they suck. <laughs> They're fucking awful. <laughs> Respond to my tweet, please. Yep. <laughs> That's my other call out. Fucking all American <laughs> rejects suck so much ass. Let's call out number six. We're gonna have fifty at Yo, some point. We are definitely we gonna have fifty. <laughs> so yeah. Anything else we want to hit on with that? I mean, look, we're going to be talking about Warp Tour probably every week, and especially on March 1st, March 2nd, whenever they make the announcement, whenever the next show is. We're going to have a huge segment just dedicated to Warp Tour. Yeah, that'll be really fun. A lot of criticizing. My favorite. Dave loves it. Uh-huh. But yeah, man, hey, I think we actually brought up some new points in that conversation. Yeah, you know, I don't think we even repeated ourselves for the most part. For the most part, no. I think we we're all good. So, awesome. That is great. Scene news is done and done. That means it's time for new songs. All right, everyone. We begin new songs tonight with Corey Wells' End of a Good Thing. Let's take a listen. Now we have Vox Vosis, V-O-X-V-O-C-I-S, Wake This Giant. The album Star Mesa comes out March 9. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from Bless the Fall. This is Wishful Sinking. The new album Hard Feelings comes out March 23rd on Rise Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have Home Wrecked Moving Day. Let's take a listen.
Now we've got Too Pure to Die, Only the True Remain. The EP Only the True Remain comes out March 9. Let's take a listen. You lost your identity! Why do you believe? You lost your identity! Overcome with disease! Strange! This world has a hold on me! Strange! Only the true remaining is a cycle that goes again! Now we've got the new one from Sink the Ship. This is Domestic Dispute on Sharp Tone Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got the second after, Before I Lose. The new album, Treadmill at the Finish Line, comes out April 6th through Revival Recordings. Let's take a listen. Now we have Harm. She knows who she is. She just forgot for a little while. The EP What We Know Is A Drop comes out March 2nd. Let's take a listen. Now we've got galleries with their new one, Six Months. Let's take a listen. And now we've got Royal Coda, Anything to Save. Their debut album comes out this spring on Blue Swan Records. Let's take a listen. Now this 
All right, Dave, we just heard a bunch of new tracks. Tell me what you thought. Damn it, Kurt Travis, if you fuck this band up, oh, <laughs> I dare you. It's the same thing that I thought as well. Was that Royal Coda? Yep, Royal, Royal Cola. See, that's what you wanted to say. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Royal Coda. They should just completely co-op the t-shirt for that. I know. It'd be cool. It'd be a good merch idea right there. Right there. Hey, Kurt, come on the show. Talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, I did like that track. I did. There's some good ones in here. You know, um, Corey Wells is a, apparently he's a god. I didn't know this. That guy has some fucking pipes. I don't know where he came from, but I hope he keeps putting out these songs and albums. So. Yeah, that's some soulful fucking singing. Yep, and uh, Bless the Fall sucks. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised that you said that. Maybe it's because you said it the last time too, but I yeah. am also not surprised. And now I'm, it's confirmed. Hint, hint. Yes, we will, we will talk about that. <laughs> During concert reviews, that is for sure. But yeah, I yeah. mean, that was better than the original single. Yeah. We'll um, say that. Yeah, we'll say that. I was super impressed with the band Galleries. I'm looking forward to new stuff from them. Yeah. Took a while to get into it, but once it hit, it hit fucking hard. Yeah, it did. And it's always good to see um, Sink the Ship uh, featuring uh, old Bert from uh, Chunk. No, Captain Chunk. On their new song. Man, I wanted to do the joke we did yesterday. Come on, can we do the joke we did yesterday? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right, ready? From Chunk. Who? Now you're supposed to say Chunk. And then I go, no, (laughs) Captain Chunk. Okay. Okay. Right? (laughs) No, I'm leaving that in there so they can hear that you fucked that up. You fucked it up. Because last time I was on the other end of it. I know, but that's why I thought. I thought we were switching it around. I thought we were doing a tit for tat, you know? Uh, well, I like Sink the Ship now. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that as well. I did. And I don't think Chunk gets enough credit because Poor they're Chunk. fucking French and they can barely yeah. speak English. Yet when they sing, they speak perfect English. Yeah, that um, that takes some damn talent. Yeah. And people don't know that until they look, like, look up one of their documentary interviews or something like that. It really brings that to the table that I'm like, shit, they are better at speaking than me. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> but yeah, they're always good live too. So yeah, I like Sink the Ship. I did. I like that track. Any other good ones you want to hit on? Well, I think I want to do a highlight, my favorite of the week. Okay. Because my favorite was the track from Harm. She knows who she is. She just forgot for a little while, which is a long, long song title. Yes, it is. You definitely got to give them that. Longer. I have two. But yeah, I mean... I was blown away by this track. I thought it was really, really good. I like the dual female, male, you know, like unclean, clean vocals. Uh, that worked really, really well. And their EP is coming out on March 2nd. And they're an independent yep. band. So I thought that was really cool. Like, I just really, it like, hit me out of nowhere. Because I liked yeah. pretty much all of these new songs this week. But that one just, like, made my week for new songs. Yeah, would you say that Harm track is uh, lyrically a call-out? Oh... Maybe. It could be. I just did a positive call out for harm. (laughs) I can tell you that. So I guess that's good, right? So yeah. I mean, I was happy with most all of these, but yeah, especially that track for sure. Yeah, this was a pretty good week. Um, 
I will say that Van Holmrecht is another small punk punk pop punk band, and they're doing it right. Hopefully, yeah. we get an album from them. Agreed, agreed. And one that I did want to mention as well, we had the premiere on last week. We had friend of the show Wither Away and their brand new track Pandora's Box. You can go listen to that now. The whole entire track. Go to witheraway.com. Join their mailing list, and they'll send you even more new tracks when they become available. But I'm pretty sure you can stream that whole track everywhere. Yeah, I definitely have that one. Yeah, really fucking good. All right, Dave, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's it for new songs. Yeah, a solid lineup. Let's hope the albums are the same. We're going to tease that for one more segment, though. Fair enough. And we're going to go on to my concert review. All right, Dave, it is concert review time. I actually went to two in one night, what people might call a twofer. Ooh, I know how your show went, (laughs) but our fans don't. This is valuable information because you went, who did you see? I went to the Defy Tour. Oh, you poor bastard. Turns out, but don't bury the lead. All right. So I saw Fire from the Gods, Cane Hill, Bless the Fall, and Of Mice and Men. Scary, scary, risky lineup. It is, but maybe it'll pay off. (laughs) Let's see if it pays off, Cotton. Bold strategy. (laughs) Thank you for picking up a reference for the first time ever. (laughs) (laughs) So my issue with Fire from the Gods is not that they are untalented, because I don't believe that. I think the whole thing with the deluxe reissue or the quote-unquote deluxe reissue of their album really rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, we talked about it on the show. Yeah. That was was a little shitty. Yeah. Fuck the deluxe album. Yeah. For them. Not for every band. Not everyone. But for them. And we'll talk about one that does it well later. But yeah, this band did not do well. Plus, you know, that was Eric July's band. Yeah. And they really did just get someone to replace him. And I don't even know if it's their own music or if they're still doing Eric's stuff. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did enjoy the new album for the, mo- for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's fine. So, yeah, it's all over the place. But I mean, I-, I do enjoy it for what it is. I just prefer backwards better. Yeah. Or prefer backwards more. However I'm supposed to say. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm so tired from doing this whole exact show yesterday. Yeah, we have six hours. We could almost have six hours in this yeah, damn thing. Plus every interview that I have to do this week as well. <laughs> so I need to save my voice somewhere. But anyways, Fire from the Gods do a good job live. I just wasn't as into it as maybe someone who hadn't heard them already. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure that's not even the lowest point of your night from oh, what your lineup is. Dave, you're foreshadowing. You are uh, foreshadowing. Everyone knows this is coming. <laughs> so We get up to Cane Hill, who I'm a fan of. Everyone knows that. And the one thing about Cane Hill is it definitely took a little while for the crowd to warm up to them. Yeah, that'd be a, I think it's a kind of an odd jump from Fire from the Gods um, to Cane Hill. So I I could see the first couple of tracks taking a minute to grow on people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's what happened. What I thought was very weird was it was coming to the end and I was like, when are they going to play New Jesus and Wonderful? 
And they didn't. They did not. I don't know. It was very weird. They did not play those two. So I'm like, what is going on? Now, I will say, though, and this was the fun part, was they did play Too Far Gone. Yeah, that was that was definitely what I was going to ask you because that that was both of our highlights on that album. Yes, that was a great fucking track. I was surprised they didn't open with it. I thought that would get people into things a little bit more. Yeah, but still good. Elijah's voice held up through the entire thing. They had energy. I think this band is definitely going places. We've talked about them before. I've seen them live multiple times. I like what they're doing a lot. It was just surprising. I was like, how do you not play New Jesus? Yeah. Um, yeah, they should definitely do that one. Any song they generally have a music video for, they should play live because obviously people like the damn song. That's what I would think. But I would definitely recommend people go see Cane Hill live. I know they play with a lot of different bands, but I think that's good for them as well. Yeah, and with that lineup, I'm sure they stood out. They did, because now <laughs> we get to a band that I normally do enjoy very much, and that's Bless the Fall. Yeah, they're falling all right. Oh, look at that. Punny. Uh-huh. Very punny indeed. So, yes, I'm pretty sure. And this was really, I mean, Bless the Fall was the reason I went. Like, I've seen Cane Hill a bunch of times. I've seen Bless the Fall a bunch of times. I was like, these are the two bands I'm going for. But Bless the Fall has a brand new album coming out. Like, this is going to be great. Let's see what they've been up to. I'm pretty sure they only played five songs. That's so pathetic. <laughs> it seems very weird because I'm pretty sure Kane Hill played the same number or one or two more. Uh, that's pretty. That's a that's a really bad sign. Um, I I think old Bo's uh losing it vocally, man. You know, I didn't want to say it before, but when I was listening to him, it really did sound like that. Like for the first three tracks, maybe I looked over to my friend. I go. There's something wrong with his mic or he's sick because he's not actually singing. Yeah, let, let's assume this this album flops as it might. Do you see the end of Bless the Fall in the future? No, they are way too popular. Way, 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 way too popular. Yeah. This is a band that will just make that turn into issues. Ooh. Ooh. That's just the way it is. But here's the thing. I want to talk about the positive because normally I do talk about Boken's voice. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. They do great. I had seen Bless the Fall do really, really well. So that's why this kind of took a little bit out of me because I was like, where's the band that I used to love seeing live? I don't get this band. But (laughs) they're missing. (laughs) Their unclean vocalist who also plays guitar was working his fucking ass off and he sounded great. Yeah, he's putting the team on his back. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar to Crown the Empire. Uh-huh. When Dave was yep. up there doing clean vocals, unclean vocals, playing guitar, just rocking the shit out of the place. That's what this reminded me of because all Boken was doing was hopping around. And I mean, that's yeah. that's fine, but there was definitely something missing. And I thought that was very weird. Yeah, there's something not clicking, man. That's for sure. Yeah. I, can, I can hear it, even though the single something is not there yeah they played that first single live okay yeah and then they played some you know they played some favorites i think it went over look come on this was an all ages show of course that track went over well (laughs) that's what you got to remember like when these bands go out and they're playing all ages shows they're seeing all the little kids jump around and love their stuff so they're like wow we're killing it 
Yeah. <laughs> they're not thinking about us. They're not thinking of the people who have been fans since his last walk. Yeah. It's just not happening that way. And I'm not mad about that either because I've liked their entire catalog. But something yeah, it took was me off. A while to get into Bless the Fall, honestly. It took me a lot longer than I expected. It took me till like two albums ago to really get oh. into them. No, I was there from the beginning. I also love whatever Craig Mabbitt does, too. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was my next question. <laughs> that set list really kind of ended very quickly for me. It was like yeah. out of the blue. And then the big shot was coming. Yeah. So then uh, Mice and Men come out. And now I will say the positive first. Okay. They're a very technically sound band. Mm-hmm. Aaron Pauly is there playing guitar, and he's doing seamless clean and unclean vocals it sounded great he sounded great yeah and the, the entire time he's impersonating jack black which he's not getting the credit for still no but he's doing movies he's doing a mice and man it just works yeah it just works it just works so have a backup plan yeah exactly you need to fall back after making cold world yeah yeah <laughs> so the problem with them and it's something we talked about on the show when Austin was, you know, when they said Austin is no longer in the band. They need a front person who's going to really command the stage. Yeah, they need someone with a little bit of attitude, I guess. Yeah, someone who's going to engage the crowd, you know, like, that's what they need. With this lineup, it's like a more, more boring Bullet From My Valentine. Ooh, and I like Bullet From anyway. My Valentine. I actually think they're very good live, but for some reason... Of Mice and Men just don't have that kind of quality. Yeah. The songs that they're playing right now, I, I, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. They didn't play any of my favorites. so. Well, they only played one track from The Flood. Do you know which, which track it was? Still YDGN. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I always get that YDGN, wrong. Did yeah. I have that right? I don't know. Yeah, YDGN. Yeah. YDGN. I think I put the D at the end. Y-G-D-N. Still Y-D-G-N. Yeah. So that was it. So when you have an album like The Flood and you only play one track from it, I'm not sticking around. And that's what I did. I looked at setlist.fm or whatever, and I saw what was going to happen. And we end up leaving, me and my friends, left after the fifth track right before they were going to play Money. (laughs) You're like, I'm leaving before this fucking wreck. Yeah, because (laughs) it was like Defy into restoring force back into defy and we talked about defy it's not a bad album but when you see a band with no energy whatsoever like i had no connection to them while they were playing live and it's like i don't care about any of these tracks knowing that there's only going to be one track from the flood yeah the flood that really separated the men from the boys so the mother songs probably fell incredibly flat and smashed together and boring and mm-hmm. ugh. I agree. So, like I said, technically their sound, if you love of mice and men and you're gonna enjoy that no matter what, then go see them live for sure. But I was fairly disappointed with this tour and I wasn't even sure I was gonna go until the day of anyways. Yeah. Um do you regret this trip? No, because, well, yeah, yeah, you learn stuff. I like seeing Kane Hill. You know, at least I know I didn't miss anything. Like, Mm -hmm. if I had stayed home and missed Bless the Fall and they had really fucking killed it, I would have been pissed, you know? Yeah. So, in this way, I get to talk about it on the show and let people know. 
Yeah, you can confirm our fear for that Bless the Fall album. Exactly. And now, since we left early, we realized we had plenty of time on our hands, so why would we go home? (laughs) Why? That doesn't make any sense. We're either going to go drinking, we're going to do something. Well, it turned out I did something I never thought I would do, which is go to another emo pop punk karaoke. Oh, boy. And now, Dave, you might have noticed, I haven't talked about that emo pop punk karaoke since maybe the second time that I told the story about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah, you were salty. Very. Absolutely. Still are. Yeah. After after this, <laughs> this was not a good day. All right. This whole day, this twofer did not work out well. So... We show up, and for people that maybe haven't been listening that long or you don't understand the concept of emo pop-punk karaoke, it's one of the only karaoke's, at least here in Boston or the Boston area, that does a live band karaoke. But not only is it live band, they also play music that we love and talk about. So when you look at the three set lists that they do in the night, there's My Chemical Romance, Hawthorne Heights, Saves a Day, Say Anything, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy, like all that shit. It's all together. Stuff you might want to actually sing at a karaoke place, but they don't have it. Yeah. So what has you really that salty, though? You know? There are a few things. So first of all, (laughs) so first off, this is the final time they're doing it. So that's one of the only reasons why I went. Because I could have just gone drinking with friends. But I'm like, hey, it's the last time. It looks like they actually changed the songs around so there's a different set list. And that was one of the big things that got me originally was it was the same fucking songs all the time. Yeah. So, Shit staged. Yeah. I don't want any part of that. Then when we walk in, it's at a new venue. When we walk in, we realize, okay, there's over 100 people here, but there are only two fucking bartenders. What the yeah. fuck? And you know, I mean, come on, Dave, you know, at a karaoke place, whether it's pop punk or rap or fucking whatever, people are drinking their fucking ass off. Yeah. Were you? Yeah. With the ladies? Oh, come on, man. You know, they were offering me drinks. (laughs) (laughs) So it took about 45 minutes Uh to get a drink, which is terrible. I mean, it's fucking Yeah, absolutely. It was very convenient. So that was another thing. The other problem that I've had for a really long time is it's a corrupt system. And I know you're thinking, Ian, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? This is just a karaoke. It can't be corrupt. You don't know what you're talking. You're just salty because you didn't get chosen to sing. Here's the deal, people. (laughs) I'm going to lay this out for you so that you understand. So at the beginning of pop punk karaoke, they did not know how to take names you know they didn't know how to really make it fair yeah so a lot of times the same people would go up every night or in multiple you know months that they do it you would see the same people still get to go up yeah yeah this this shit seems a little fixed yes that's exactly what continued to happen so that's why my friends and i said well fuck this because it's ridiculous because we would even stack the voting where instead of all of us going up and putting our own names in for you know one song each we all say hey we want this person to sing here's 12 votes for that person and they would still never get called yeah 
That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not so possible. I think, I think the fans want to know what song you would sing if you got up there. Can you guess? I, ooh, I don't know. See, this is where you would make a joke, like Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, stupid for you, Water Parks. Oh, I didn't even know they had a song called that. <laughs> I commented that on your Instagram. Did you? <laughs> yeah, when you got the flowers from them. Oh, uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. I didn't know that was a reference to them. Yeah, that's our song. <laughs> See, I didn't get a reference. That's a surprise. <laughs> so my go-to track, at least for that set list, was going to be Ohio is for Lovers by Hawthorne Heights. Yeah, and you're going to dedicate it to me because I'm from Ohio. Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. And nothing else, just you. I want to get, dedicate this to my, my co-host, Dave. <laughs> And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's Ian from Ian Hates Fuck Music. <laughs> yes, they would all say that. That is true. <laughs> but it's just there is no way that once again at the final pop punk emo karaoke that they didn't rig the system once again because we saw the same exact people go up multiple times yeah. in the night and the same people from past emo karaoke's get to sing yeah. again. It's just not possible. They have to be rigging yeah. the system. Allegedly. <laughs> Watch. There's, some, <clears throat> there's a guy there who listens to the show. He's like, oh, oh God, Ian's here again. Watch this shit. Yeah. I'm not going to pick him. Watch. We're very easy <laughs> to spot. I'm six yeah. foot four. Like, yep. <laughs> I'm in a sea of small people, and it's me and the same group of friends all the time. I'm <laughs> pretty sure. Here. I'm not going to pick him. Yep. <laughs> the stupid dummy keeps on giving us money. Yeah. Well... <laughs> good fuck them they're done no more bullshit (laughs) it was just awful and then what really sucks is the same people that get to go up over and over again it's not even like they threw in people that could sing i could at least give them credit if it was like oh this is a really good singer so they can go up multiple times no they're the worst fucking singers (laughs) and i'm not believe me I'm not being elitist and saying that everyone who goes to karaoke should be able to sing probably most people can't But if you've got a ringer somewhere, you go, okay, I'll throw this guy two songs. I'll throw this girl two songs. Whatever. That is not the case in this this one. So when when are we going to start up Ian Hates Karaoke Edition? That is honestly what I am thinking of doing. (laughs) If they're not going to do it, (laughs) I've got people looking for bands right now. We'll do Ian Hates Karaoke. Yep. And it'll be a live band. We'll do all the you know pop punk emo songs, but then maybe throw in some heavier things too, possibly. You know, just to yeah. spice it up. But in general, people really like the idea of live band karaoke. They fucked it up. I'm not gonna fuck it up because I'm actually smart. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. The, Plus, great I, marketing I for the show. Love, I would listen. I really would. I would listen. To yeah, we could broadcast. We could actually record. And do it live. We could do Facebook yep. Live we'll the entire live. time. Yeah, well, fuck it. We'll do it live. But that's <laughs> that's why they're fucking idiots, because they didn't do anything like that. Like, how stupid are they? Yeah. So Ridiculous. fuck them. That's what I say. I fuck mean, them. they got their own, you know, they got to rig the system, and they got all their friends to sing and whatever, and hopefully they made some money. But fuck them. They couldn't keep it going because that's what they did to their fans. So. Yep. There you go. Fuck them. Fuck them. So yeah, that was my twofer right there. Uh-huh. Anyways, Dave and I have way more concerts coming up. We'll definitely have reviews for you, but I thought you'd definitely enjoy that. Oh yeah. Can't wait for the next karaoke edition. 
<laughs> By the way, before we go on, might as well just say it here because I was going to wait to the end of the show. Yeah. But when I posted on social media yesterday about the show not recording and yeah. Hater Rick chimed in and mentioned the other Blevins, do you know who that is? Do you know who he was referring to? No, I have no idea. What? Oh, no. you're fired from the show. You who are is that? fired. Dude, <laughs> my ticket home. Oh, okay. You're related Fair to enough. him. <laughs> you guys are obviously related. <laughs> you live in Ohio. You have the same last name. How are you Dude, not? That'd be wild. Yeah, you probably should check that out. It's probably your cousin. That'd be pretty cool. Not gonna lie. Well, now he's gonna have his feelings hurt because you didn't know who he was. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't had a family reunion since like '97, so. Hey, as long as you haven't been dating your cousin. Yeah, that's that's, all, that's what really counts. That's all that matters. But it is Ohio. <laughs> Yeah, second cousin's okay. <laughs> Actually, I don't think any of them are okay. But I'm <laughs> pretty sure <laughs> third cousins is where you're like, wasn't that the joke on The Office, I think? It's like third cousins uh, is kind of okay because it keeps the bloodline pure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, you got to watch out, though, because Hater Rick has been gunning for every co-host spot that I've had so far. So you got to watch <laughs> out. You got to watch out. All right, enough once again, enough of the jibba-jabba. I don't even know why I said that. It is time to go on to our favorite part of the show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is time. It is album review time. I know everyone is very, very excited. We are very excited. And I'm going to put it out there. This has probably been the best release week we've ever had on Ian Hates Music. Yeah. I, you know, it came this early in the year. Can anything the rest of the year top this? No. <laughs> I have my doubts. <laughs> I do as well. All right, well, let's get into this. We're going to start off with American Nightmare with their self-titled American Nightmare on Rise Records. This is a hardcore band from Boston. I believe, though, their lead singer and the rest of the band moved to California, and that's where they spent most of their career, but they are still labeled a Boston band, and that did not stop all of the extra areas on the street corners to have American Nightmare posters put up the entire month. It's pretty different. I wish po- I, I don't see that type of shit around here. Street team's going strong, baby. Yep. That's the way to work it. So it reminded me that the album was coming out, but <laughs> it's kind of part of my job to know that anyways. Yep. So wasn't that big a deal. But this is their first album since 2003. This is the time where you say it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> now, do you know anything about American Nightmare and their vocalist, Wes? No, I really don't. I very, I was very unfamiliar with this band until this week. Well, let me do a little background because I don't think we've ever actually talked about them on the show. So, like I said, Wes is their lead vocalist, and he actually was born with only one hand. Very unfortunate. Exactly. But 
he is a great vocalist, and that just meant he couldn't play any instruments. So that's why I think he yeah. got into being a vocalist in the first place. He's also a person who has been in many different bands. So he has been in Cold Cave, Give Up the Ghost, Some Girls, Exoskeletons. He's been in a bunch. Yeah, busy guy. Very busy creative indeed. Guy. Yeah, very creative as well. So that's just a little interesting background for American Nightmare. But like I said, this is a hardcore band, but they're not like the hardcore bands that we've been talking about recently. It's that old school hardcore, that hardcore that is not necessarily working for the breakdown all the time. Yeah, it's like a punk, rock, hardcore, skate, punk. It's, it's cool. I like it. Very hardcore punk, for sure. Yep. Absolutely. And one thing I actually did forget, he is actually credited with lyrics in two Fall Out Boy albums. Well, I mean, they can't write the songs. Obviously. Because <laughs> they did legitimately steal lyrics from him. So he got yeah. he got credit from Under the Cork Tree and then Infinity on High. Did I say the first one right? Uh yeah. I, I always think so. forget. From Under the Cork From Under the Cork Tree. From I Under think, the right? Cork Tree. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So, hey, that got him some money. Yep. That's good shit. So, yeah. So, this album is nine tracks. Two are under a minute, and most are under three. I mean, classic hardcore. Yep. That's the way it works. So, yeah, it's just old school hardcore. They didn't really need to change anything. Very similar to older albums. You've got the guttural uncleans, a lot of shouting. And it's also a different style. His voice is not normal new school hardcore either and i think that's one of the reasons we're reviewing it because it is very different compared to what we've been used to i agree yeah i totally agree this was kind of a breath of fresh air even though it's more old school than anything else yeah and i usually dislike the old school bands and this has an old school sound and i enjoyed it no absolutely it's you know it's fast paced but it's not looking for that breakdown every second It's not trying to reinvent the wheel. They're just doing good hardcore punk. Yeah, I want to dive into the lyrics a little bit. I haven't done that yet. I was really busy with a couple of our albums. Hint, hint. Yes, which we will definitely be getting to. Well, let's give everyone a little bit of a taste. And let's go with The World is Blue. So once again, that's American Nightmare with their self-titled American Nightmare on Rise Records. Next up, we have For the Fallen Dreams with Six on Rise Records. This is a metalcore band, 10 tracks, no filler. This is their first album since 2014. And one thing to note about this band, for those that don't know, they have gone through a shit ton of member changes over the years. Yeah. From what you've told me, there's an extensive list of member changes, and they've kind of been a, a mess almost. Hopefully they have it figured out now, but it's a mess on, I think, the Wikipedia page or something like that. Yeah, 
And I mean, I do think they have their shit together. We're going to talk more yeah. about the album, but one of the members that they're currently missing right now is Andrew from the band The Ghosts Inside. Yep. He also was doing drums and songwriting with them probably, I think, since 2011, somewhere around there. But obviously with, you know, rehab and getting back from, you know, the incident with The Ghosts Inside and then also working on his new EP, he wasn't able to do the drumming and the songwriting. So this is them on their own doing this. Yeah. And I, I, w- I wasn't too familiar with this band. I mean, I've heard I've heard some music from them from the past, but not really been invested into it. Sure. So this was kind of a fresh listen. Um, I struggled in parts, but, you know, the song Two Graves really stuck with me. Um, yes, big fan. Some stuck harder than others for me. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's not really my sound, but I, I wouldn't say I dislike this album by any means. But Two Graves definitely stood out to me the most out of any of the others. Well, that had the great line, now you got me digging two graves, one for you, one for the one who tries to stop me. So bam, (laughs) like hit them hard. That's what I'm talking about. I like some angry, angry metalcore. And I think that's the thing. Like, I actually don't understand really why this wouldn't be your style because, sure, this is a little throwback metalcore, but not that much. I mean, they add a little electronics in for sure. But not too much. They bounce things out. I think the vocals are awesome on this. I mean, they really leave it on the table. Their unclean vocalist is killing it. And then oh, they've man. got yeah. you know, clean vocals as well. I think they do a great balance of everything. I don't know, man. I'm surprised you took so long in the album to get into it. I was into it very first track. I think it was Stone. Stone, yeah. Um, maybe a little more time it'll grow on me. Like we said, this week's so damn stacked, man. Like I think this would have stood out any other week, but this week I had some time invested. No, that's true, but it's not fair to them. No, well, I mean, pick a different week to release. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Take a kind of escape the fates book. (laughs) Look, they used to be a lot more on the deathcore side. This is, like I said, straight up metalcore, but you can still hear some of that deathcore in the vocals, especially. Yeah, maybe that's what bothers me. I don't know. I'm not much of a deathcore kind of guy. Maybe, but I think the balance was so good that that kind of gets lost a little bit. They blend very well, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed all the styles of vocals that they were doing here. I thought the album really flowed well. I was a big fan of this. I really was. I don't know. For me, you know, take aside the deathcore roots of when they did really, really well. This is their most melodic album for sure. Yeah. And I love that. Like, I love that kind of transition. And that was funny. Like, I read a comment from someone when they were marketing this. It was like, thumbs down, more bring me the horizon bullshit. And I was like, come on, dude. When anyone adds in electronics, that does not mean they're doing bring me the horizon. Yeah, I'll tear into that later in our show because I have a bone to pick. Well, sure. But would you say, I mean, listen to this album, would you... Ever no. say that this was anywhere close? No, it's just because someone adds in a little bit of electronics does not mean they're bringing me the horizon. I thought this was hard-hitting, angry metalcore. Yeah. Yeah, this was just angry Yeah, angry metalcore. Nothing like bringing me the horizon. No. So fuck those people. I like this a lot. Fuck Dave for only liking half of it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit. We're definitely doing Two Graves. 
Once again, that's For the Fallen Dreams 6 on Rise Records. Now we've got a split. Loathe and Holding Absence. This is As One on Sharp Tone Records. This is four tracks, two from Loathe, two from Holding Absence. Loathe is from Liverpool, so automatically I love them. Yep. And Holding Absence is from Wales. So, relatively close. Yeah. And now... I liked Lowe's, how do you say it, Lowe's? It sounds like Lowe's, L-O-E-W. Lowe's. Lowe's. I like Lowe's recent release, The Cold Sun. We've talked about that on the show. But I was also really impressed with Holding Absence, and I had never heard them before. So that's why I like when a band does a split with a band that I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I was actually more familiar with Holding Absence rather than Loathe. And right. man, I've been listening to their, they have a lot of singles out. Nothing really, no albums really out, I don't think. Um, I think they have a song like Dream of Me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, such a good song. Um, I suggest looking at all their back catalog. And I, I looked up Lowe's and holy shit, they release a lot of music. They absolutely do. And one thing to note about this, these are two very different bands so yeah loathe is like experimental metal agglomeration of different genres like they put new metal in they put in a lot of stuff into what they're doing it's also very experimental because they do a lot of tempo changes and a lot of like weird changes like a code orange Yeah, yeah you know that kind of thing so they're that and then holding absence is like an emo post hardcore band yeah, very different ends of the spectrum. I mean, I've had a couple split EPs like um, Adventure and Wolfenbear, but they're mm-hmm. like similar bands. Sure. And that's how I discovered both of them. So I really like the split EP idea. Yeah, I think this is a great way to get bands' names out there. It's quick, four tracks, give people a taste of everything, and then you go on your way. Yep, I think this really benefited um, uh, Holding Absence. Yes, I do as well. They definitely got them on my radar, that's for sure. Yeah, and like I said, go back and check out those other songs. I I know you'll really like those. Will do. So I'm assuming you would like me to play a Holding Absence track. Oh, yeah. I think we have to. Um, I really like St. Cecilia. Let's do it. So once again, that's Loathe slash Holding Absence. This is As One on Sharp Tone Records. 
Next up, we have Thornhill, Butterfly EP on Unified Records. This is a band from Australia. Of course, Australia. Killing it right now. They are alternative metalcore, somewhere around there. Six tracks. And really, man, I very much enjoyed my listens through this. Yeah, this band is definitely on my map. I really love that single, uh, Reptile. I played the shit out of that song, and I still do. I think they recently re- released a music video for it. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I pointed out that this is a one vocalist You know what? Band? I'm kind of going back on that now, though. Really? Because when I listen to it more, unless they're just doing production value stuff in studio where it is that same vocalist doing the clean vocals as well, it just seems like there's too much hardcore yelling and then soaring clean vocals over it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a very, like atmospheric hardcore if that's possible they they made like that little genre right there um because there is like throughout this little ep like they could go so many directions with their next release it's crazy right yeah i would definitely say they know how to set the mood they know how to set the atmosphere it can be very very manic at times and that's not bad you know whatsoever it's hard to pinpoint what this band does because they do so much. Yeah, whatever their next... I mean, it'd be kind of cool if I got an album just like this. With it yeah. kind of everywhere, but it fits. Like, it's there. It's a very coherent album. Coherent, just not calming. No, not at all. <laughs> you're like on the edge of your seat as you're listening to most of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But no, I love that, you know, hardcore screaming, hardcore unclean vocals with really nice soaring cleans over top. I like the balance. I thought this was really, really good. Yeah, and like I said, I, I hope there's an album this year. I hope so, too. Like we said, man, Australia has some really fucking great bands. I would love to see this band live. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, I need all those Australian bands. Come over here. Do a full tour with all of you guys. Here, I look, I've got the title already, all right? All right. This is Australian for music. Bam. <laughs> done. There it is. God, <laughs> that was awful. So right. many bands I want to see from Australia, man. No, it's very true. Same here. I mean, Bellhaven. Uh, Hellions, North Lane, Polaris. Stuck out. Yep. It's too many. Dude, they're really... I mean, we could continue on. That's how many there are, but that is <laughs> a good amount. I mean, let's not forget, I'm going to see fucking Sienna Skies, friend of the show. Yep. But anyways, we shouldn't take away from Thornhill. Great EP. Everyone needs to listen to this. This definitely put them on both of our maps. So, Dave, what track would you recommend? Let's give them Lavender. All right. So once again, that's Thornhill Butterfly EP on Unified Records. All right, so now we are going to do the album that we were debating on whether or not we should. Oh, yes. So we have decided to do Slaves, Beautiful Death 
on SBG Records. This is a post-hardcore band with R&B elements. And what we're going to try and do here is do what it seems like everyone has done. Yeah. And separate the artist from the music. Which with this band is very difficult to do. It is. Because for anyone that doesn't know, this band is fronted by none other than Johnny Craig. Yeah, so Johnny boy. And, you know, we will talk about him, but we'll try and keep the controversy out of it if we can. Yeah. As it, best it's we can. difficult at times, but I think we can do a pretty good job of avoiding the uh, mishaps in Johnny's life. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. So this is their third full-length album, 10 tracks, no filler. And this album starts possibly with their best track to date. That is their first single, I'd Rather See Your Star Explode. And that whole track is seems very personal anyway, yeah. because the whole point of it is talking about how people write Johnny off, but he hasn't even reached his potential yet. Yeah, and, you know, they could write them off for different reasons. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone's writing them off because of uh, talent. I mean, no. I think everyone, yeah, people write them off for other reasons. And, yeah, this Slaves, that opening song is better than, that song alone is better than their other albums. <laughs> well, like, I like most of the first album. I would say I like most of it. But okay. that second album, Routine Breathing, is yeah. nothing and yeah, that was a turd yeah it was i don't know it was just like the same thing over and over again the production value made it seem like they just blended the tracks together yeah. there didn't seem to be any passion or focus in it i was yeah. extremely disappointed by that album yeah it was very blendy and i'm glad they uh stepped out of that realm and kind of developed a kind of a different sound in this album i would say it is a different sound, and I think a lot of it has to do with their production. Because like I mentioned, there are those R&B elements to it, and I think they really focus on making that stand out from the post-hardcore. So you get a good mix, but they stand out the way they're supposed to in an album like this. Yeah, and you know, I didn't expect people to absolutely love this album the way they did iTunes loved it, man. It was on the front page of iTunes. Like right. it was right there. Yeah, and look, I haven't seen any person say anything bad about it. I know. That it, it that blows my mind. It does, but then also in a way it doesn't because it is a fucking fantastic album. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Craig, I mean, he's gonna he he can do so much with his voice, man. That like, angelic voice. That yeah. voice sent from heaven <laughs> above. Like, as soon as you hear a Johnny Craig song, you're like, oh, that's Johnny Craig. There's no debate. Yeah. And look, Johnny Craig's going to Johnny Craig. There's no uh -huh. doubt about that. <laughs> but what I would say, though, is it's almost like he uses that cliche, less is more, in this album. Because he doesn't Johnny Craig all the time. He actually yeah. keeps it very low-key and just shows off how great his voice is in the regular range and then gives you those like vocal flourishes at different yeah. points. It like drags you in because you're like, Oh man, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Oh, there it is. 
Yeah, and we could rant about Johnny Craig for Johnny Craig for so long, man. Like, there's so much to talk about right. when you get when you come to Johnny. Like, you could make an entire damn episode on it. No, for sure. And what I would definitely say is the thing that really comes out about Johnny on this album is every single track is very personal, especially for me. Those final two tracks. Yeah, he definitely he definitely hit a hit a soft spot right there. Warning for my demons and the pack. In Warning From My Demons, he even makes a whole song around probably the most accurate quote you could ever take from Johnny Craig, the one that sums him up as a whole, which is, I'm hard to love. Yep, that's a very good summary of Johnny Craig. It just works absolutely perfectly. And then in The Pact, which is a very emotional track, he says this, let's make a pact right here, right now. You keep your hopes up that I can change. While I stay honest, you do the same. I'll keep my purpose. You keep your faith that we can get through this, these tougher days. Yep. So he's saying right there, he's like, I know people have faith in me. I know people believe in me. I need that to keep on going. And that's going to help me in the future. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't expect those, those final two tracks out of him really. Um, the entire album was good, but I definitely didn't expect him to end on that note. It's a little different to hear from Johnny, you know? Yeah, this is the most personal album, probably. Yeah, and it, it I know me and you have sp- spoke about that before, this have f- before, and, you know, Johnny Craig, he has yet to play a villain because, I mean, he's a villain in our scene. Yes. I don't think there's much denying that. Well, a guy like Ronnie Rack, he's a villain, and he plays the fucking villain. There's no doubt about that. Dave, I thought I was the villain of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are right. I kind of wish he would kind of show that sometimes in an album. I don't. I, I sometimes I feel like it'd be very honest of him because he, man, he he's been through some shit, and you don't hear about it too much. I think that was the closest we've got with those to the last two songs to like the personal Johnny Craig. The whole album is personal. Just those two always stand out to me when I'm listening for sure. Definitely. But look, Johnny Craig always plays the victim. Yeah, and that's way different than what we would compare to like a Ronnie Radke. No, absolutely. And whether that's you know something he does on purpose or maybe that's truly the way he feels, uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, maybe if he embraced the whole villain thing, you would get a whole nother side from him, but I don't think that's the kind of play he wants to do. I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I would like to see it played out once maybe, but obviously if he did it once, he'd have to stick with it. <laughs> no, I agree. But yeah, man, this album is fucking great. Yeah. Um, like we, we both agree that it's the best Slays release. For sure. Yeah, and this is, even though it gets overshadowed by some of the you know the releases this week, this album's going to be on the best of 2018 list. Oh, without a doubt. For many people, not just us. No, yeah, for sure. Like I said, I have not heard one bad thing about this. Everything worked from Johnny's vocals to production to just the lyrical content. Everything worked in this. Yeah, and usually people are first, like, really quick to just tear apart a Johnny Craig project. So nothing negative. No, the only thing that's weird and... You know, this is something we have to bring up, but I like, I feel bad for Artery. Yeah. (laughs) Because, I mean, they let him go based on allegations. Now, I still don't know 
if those allegations are true or not. No idea. Yeah. But they go, okay, well, we're going to distance ourselves from this. But then a huge label picks them up. They're like, fuck that. We don't care. And they're going to make tons of fucking money from this. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It sold very well. Oh, I'm sure it did. I mean, look, I I really like the artwork. Oh, that's, that, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I won't do it because I'm trying not to support that way. But I don't mind listening to the album. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's not going to be a wall flag behind me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm also not going to see them live. Yeah, and I do have a ticket to see them in day show um, March 1st. So I'll let you know how it plays live. Yeah, they're here this Friday. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason why? I don't know, man. There might be a band on there that I don't care for. I don't know. <laughs> it could be a three-year-long bit. <laughs> you should call and get the set list and show up after. Oh, jeez. So or you yeah. get the VIP. Fuck it. And then leave after the VIP. <laughs> if anyone, by the way, if anyone gets the VIP, you better tell Johnny Craig to come on Ian Hates Conversations. Yep. Tell Have tell to. Shaylee. Tell Shaylee yep. to come on from Day Shell and tell Johnny Craig, get on this fucking show. Two would both be able to tell some pretty damn good stories. Yeah, that's the whole thing. We'll have a real honest conversation. Yep. So yeah, man. Once again, all in all. Politics aside, I completely understand if people will not listen to this or will not support based on Johnny Craig's past and present and future. Completely, (laughs) completely understand. But if you are able to separate the artist from the art, if you're able to separate the artist from the art, you will love this album. This is the best Slaves album. It's going to be one of the best of 2018. Everything is done right on this album. Yep, looking forward to seeing this uh, live. So I think I'm going to go ahead and play, because we talked about it, we're going to do Warning from My Demons. So once again, that slaves beautiful death on SBG Records. Now we've got Horcrux, the Dark Mark EP, and this is an independent release. This is Canadian melodic metalcore with a little bit of electronics. Also, this is the new band of Michael, the unclean vocalist for a Skylit Drive. Yes, and I was looking forward to hearing something to come out of a Skylit Drive. Been uh been missing that band pretty been bad, a while. Man. Been missing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very glad that he found a band like this to really showcase how great of a talent he is with unclean vocals. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal. So yeah, this is six tracks. It's more on the heavier side of metalcore, I would definitely say. Yeah, it's I I listen to it 
and it's a pretty quick listen because it is very like aggressive, like fast pace. Um, I think there's like one little part of the clean vocal, um, but that's really it. Yeah, it is all unclean vocals except for a little bit of that final track. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, this is just like, you know, almost like deathcore lows to, you know, like those mids and those wails. Like this is actually kind of funny that you're good with this, but not for the fallen dreams. Yeah, I know. I'm a fucked up person, man. You are. It's that a different is... type of scream. I don't know. No, that's true. It can be definitely along the lines of that. But yeah, they do a great job with here. The instruments are great. The guitar work, all that stuff really works really well. And sometimes I really like that heavier side of metalcore. I don't always need it to be unclean vocal, clean vocal, unclean vocal, clean vocal. Like I do like that balance for sure. But sometimes yeah. I just like being hit hard with just yeah. unclean vocals all the way through. This really works. This is angry. This is like go to the gym, turn this yeah. shit up, like for sure. This really reminded me of an earlier release in the year. I think we covered uh, an EP by Vile Ones. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, a little bit. Harsh, short EP. Without the screamo and post-hardcore aspects. Yeah, I agree. It, it's this aggressive, like, in-your-face type of screaming. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And I'm sure they get this question a lot, and I'm sure people are questioning it right now. Yes, there are a lot of Harry Potter references. Yeah. <laughs> Name, name of EP, name of some tracks, lots of Harry Potter. But yeah, bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> <laughs> Using the same jokes over and over again. That's what Ian Hates Music does. Yep. Oh, fuck. But yeah, man, lots of fun. Once again, another band I think I would love to see live. Oh, yeah. I bet they're crazy live. I'd imagine. I've seen a Skylar Drive live multiple times. I wish I could have. Wish you could have? Yeah. <laughs> wow, this is hard. There are a lot of bands I wish I could have seen live, and I know you probably have, so I'm not going to bother asking. That is very true. That is very true. Well, look, before we get completely punch drunk, I hope everyone gets a chance to take a listen to this. Very, very good EP. Gets them once again on our radar. Looking forward to any new releases that they have. Everyone, go check this out. Angry, angry metalcore. Okay, Dave. What track would you like to hear? Of course, Wormtail. You know, that's Harry Potter too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So once again, that's Horcrux, the Dark Mark EP, and that's an independent release. Next up, we've got I Set to Kill with their self-titled I Set to Kill on Centria Media Records. I want to say, do I say Centria? I think I do. <laughs> Century Media Records. Century Media Records. This is a post-hardcore alternative with a little bit of radio rock mixed in type band. Yeah. And the radio rock part, I think, is what um, 
killed the vibe for me. Dave, you are such a sexist. <laughs> Did you learn nothing from, from Lindsay quit lollygagging? How dare you? How fucking dare you? Well, she here. Would be very let down. Let me get through I this, guess. and then you can spew all your sexist remarks in a little bit. <laughs> so this is their first album since 2013. In the past, they were way more on the metalcore side. Like I said, now it's you know more on that post-hardcore side. They used to have a lot more of the unclean vocals done by a guy, clean vocals done by Alexia. It used to work out really well. I think it still works out very well. They've just kind of morphed or evolved that sound a little bit. This is number six for them for their full-length albums. Don't be fooled. If you look up on streaming services and whatnot, you might only see five albums there because White Lotus, which I think came out in 2011, maybe somewhere around there. I think that was 2011. Is it 20? Yeah, 2011. They put that out on their own record label, which I'm not sure is even around anymore. It was like 4C Records. Oh, yeah. So just so people know, I enjoy, you know, all of their catalog. So it's kind of weird not to see that album there. But for me, like, those first two albums were fucking amazing. Reach is still one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I, I, Reach is by far my favorite release of theirs. And shout out to Pierce the Veil for stealing their album artwork. Oh, they definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> they absolutely did. So for this album itself, it's 13 tracks with an intro track. For anyone that doesn't know, if you didn't hear me just a second ago when I was talking about Alexia, they are a female-fronted band. And this band has gone through a lot of member changes throughout the years. The biggest member change is actually for the first time in 10 years, this is the very first release, that Alexia's sister, Anissa, is no longer in the band. She used to play bass. Ooh, that's a creative name. Anissa? Anissa? Yeah, I think it's like Uh A-N-N-I-S-S-A or something like that. I don't claim to be a spell master, all right? I'm a podcast (laughs) master, not a spell master. But I've been a fan of this band for forever. I enjoy everything they do. I've also seen them live multiple times. I really like this album. Now, Dave, I will let you have your time to make your sexist comments. It's a radio rock, man. I think I just like their (laughs) previous release more. It's not sexist. (laughs) It's that radio rock tinge to it. Sure, but not every track is radio rock, though. There are a couple, for sure. I think the couple's what got me. I don't know, man. This is a long album, so that's why I wouldn't have thought it would have put you off that much. I think I liked Reach so much. Maybe that's it, you know? It's it's not like Reach, and Reach was my jam, so... Look, I totally understand that. I just think this band has gone through so much that this is the way they're going to evolve. Yeah, and... I think this would be something AP would be all over. Um, an attractive female to put on the cover, but nah, let's put let's put the same females we put every year on the cover. Well, let's talk about that, right? Yep. So for 10 years, for five albums, they have had two very talented females in this band, in I Said to Kill. And they've had kind yep. of rotating guys that go through this band. So not only... Does Alexia do clean and unclean vocals? She also plays guitar. Then you've got yeah. Anissa or Anissa, I think it's Anissa, uh-huh. playing bass for 10 fucking years. 
they're making music. They're sticking around from that later 2000s all the way till now. Now, a lot of bands, you know, put out one, two albums around that time, and then they were fucking gone, right? Yep. This is a band that has been pretty DIY. They've been pretty independent, you know, tried to open up their own, tried to open up their own label, which I don't think is around anymore. I could be incorrect on that, but I don't think it's around. So they do all this stuff by themselves. Maybe they did say, hey, fuck you, music industry. We only want to do things ourselves. But if I was marketing this band, besides number one, they are extremely talented and they make good music. That's number one. Then you go, well, also, holy shit, these are two attractive sisters. How do you not put them on the cover of every magazine? Yeah, that blows my mind. Um, it says AP all over it and they don't take it. Yeah, I've never understood that. And I think it's one of the reasons why I don't like AP and why I don't like Rock Sound. Now, maybe, you know, back in the day, they did say, hey, hands off. We want no part of that. That's not how we want to be marketed. And that makes sense. And I respect them for that if that's the way it went down. Yeah. As long as you put the talent first. In my opinion, it's okay to also market attractiveness. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's not the direction. Maybe they had people that were just pushing the attractiveness. And they were like, no, no, no. We don't want to be that kind of band. And if that's the case, then that's awesome for them. That would make a very good uh, conversation edition right there. I think it would as well. Because I'm not saying they have to be Ash Costello. No. You know, I think they're more talented than Ash Costello is. Uh-huh. And I like yeah, I like New Year's Day. I like Ash Costello's side project. I'm just forgetting the name right now. Like I like what she does. I don't like the makeup and all that kind of crap. Like I don't <laughs> need the makeup lines and all that kind of shit. I set to kill have been talented from the beginning. They paved the way for a lot of female fronted bands in this scene. They're one of the first ones. Yeah. Like that's the crazy part. They're one of the first ones to do that back and forth, you know, Male doing unclean vocals, females doing clean vocals in a fucking post-hardcore metalcore band. Yeah, and I know that, I don't know if this will be uh, the same for you, but this band's like one of those these bands. They did they really went through the trenches. You know, they went through the time era of 2008 to 2010 where bands lasted one album. Yeah, and they really remind me of like an Ice Nine Kills. You know, who have they don't get the credit they deserve. Right. They should be on a cover and you just I want to know why. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like I don't understand why when a band is this fucking talented that they're not given enough credit. I think yeah, that's the whole thing. They're sucks. just not given the credit. Where like AP pushes Ice Nine Kills now. You know, it took them a while. Yeah. But now Ice Nine Kills is mentioned. I mean, they do tours with AP. So I'm not saying that I Set to Kill aren't doing well. I mean, they're off on a big European tour right now. I'm not saying they're not doing well, but they should be so much bigger. Way bigger. Like, they should be in the conversation with Paramore because they do it better. You know what I mean? Like, you don't even... This is one of those bands where you would never compare with Paramore except to say this is a female-fronted band in the scene. That's about... That's it. Like, what else are you going to say? Yeah, I I don't know... Paramore is not even within our scene anymore, so people need to give that up. Right. <laughs> this band has stayed in the scene for over 10 years. Yeah. So they're, they're where they want to be, that's for sure. 
Yeah, so I give them all the credit in the world, and I really like this album. If I haven't stated that already, I really like this album. A lot of it, I believe, based on lyrics, deals with you know moving on, probably losing Anissa as a member of the band. Yeah, I mean, it was a family tough. member too. Yeah, so it's moving on, it's forgiving, letting go. This is the way we used to be, you know, all that kind of stuff. All those lyrics that can probably be translated to a relationship. If you wanted to, you know, it works both ways, most likely. But I very much enjoy this. And sure, there is a little bit of radio rock in there, but maybe they deserve a little bit of radio rock play. Yeah, maybe. You know, like I wouldn't mind hearing I Said to Kill on the radio. Not at all. Better than fucking Imagine Dragons song that does not stop playing on the fucking radio. I have no idea what you just said because you turned into a robot. (laughs) because <laughs> i was so mad <laughs> i guess so yes it works on your emotions yeah i was just saying that um i'd much rather this than this fucking imagine dragon song that does not stop playing i don't fucking know what you're talking about it's a bad song man sure so i hope that everyone listens to i set to kill listen to this album go back you know this is their self-titled i set to kill so they're trying to make a statement here Go back after you listen to this and listen to their other albums as well. I'm obviously going to say listen to Reach first and then make your way up. Reach is an amazing album. I love this album too. So I'm just saying if for some reason you have not heard of this band, you have a lot of homework ahead of you. Yep. Super talented. Everything works really well for me. Don't listen to Dave's sexist comments. (laughs) It's a great album. (laughs) Enjoy it. And I'm going to play you a little bit of Devastated. So once again, this is I Said to Kill. They're self-titled, I Said to Kill. And I'm going to get this right. Century Media Records. Why do I want to say <laughs> Centuria? I want to say like Century um, oh. Century Media Records. <laughs> so Chelsea Green Grin just uh, hopped off that Motionless and White tour just now. And Like Monster Flames stepped up and filling in the gap. Wow, breaking news. Man, I I hope they haven't already gone through my town. <laughs> I think Hater Chris is going to that show and he likes Chelsea Grin, but I think he likes <laughs> Moss more. Okay, well, he's getting one. He's getting like Moss now. So, that's pretty awesome though. I mean, I hope nothing's wrong with Chelsea's Grin, but did I say Chelsea's or is it Chelsea Chelsea Grin? <laughs> Chelsea Grin, um, from their Facebook, um, 
it may or may not be have been apparent, but for a while now, Alex Kohler, yeah, I has think so. been a, has been in declining health oh. and has been unable to surmount the rigors of being on the road. Damn, he's in medical care. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Well, we wish him the best. Yep, for sure. Damn, breaking news, folks. All right, man, we are still going strong with albums, though. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Here we go. We've got Senses Fail. If there's a light, it will find you on Pure Noise Records. This is post-hardcore emo. This is number seven for albums for them. 12 tracks, no filler. Their last album was in 2015. This was one of the two, I believe, that was way more on the hardcore side. Way more unclean vocals. A big style change for them. This album, though is much closer to the albums that really made them famous. Definitely. It's back to their roots. Definitely back to their roots, but correct me if I'm wrong, way, way, way more raw and fucking depressing. Oh my gosh. This is the most emo release since 2007 or (laughs) 8. It has to be, but then even looking back on Old Senses Fail, most of their lyrics seem more sarcastic like they were kind of telling a story you know hey i'm gonna push you off the top of a building and i'm gonna run downstairs so i see you hit the floor like that's not real life shit that's like haha you know oh i understand that feeling we all get that feeling you know every once in a while this is like really fucked up like hey buddy are you okay yeah these are like real life fears uh maybe of him for him you know yeah and that to me is great like i love hearing truth i mean we talked about that earlier i love hearing honesty i love hearing rawness i love the truth so i really like this album but we're gonna dive into some of the really fucked up lyrics oh my gosh yeah there are some fucked up lyrics especially in like i don't know man there there i mean one song would definitely weighs heavier than others but they're all pretty dark no, for sure. And I think we brought this up yesterday when we were talking. First breath, last breath is literally about a woman dying during childbirth and the child surviving and him having to live knowing this, like not being ready in life and watching his wife die or what or watching his girlfriend die giving birth. Yeah, that one is a fear I think everyone has, but I mean, he, he really, he put it out there. Like it's his own, you know, like this came from within himself. (laughs) Yeah. It's super brutal. Oh my God, man. There's another song called Orlando and a miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, almost every track, like there's one track. I think it's the one we played as a single, the one where he's like making fun of America and shit like that. That one kind of like, is the only one that maybe isn't as depressing, even though yeah. it is kind of depressing. It's not on the level as the other ones. Like there's the one about touring where he's like, is this going to be the year I finally die? Yeah. Like, am I, <laughs> am I going to give everything that I have? And just a lot of it is him almost begging to die. I know, man. It, I wonder, I wonder what his uh, mental state really is. Well, I worry that Franz has really pissed him off. I know. I, I don't want Call Out 2 to be the reason why Buddy finally ends it. Oh, my gosh. That'd be terrible. 
I bet you Franz would love that though. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously though, like I almost wish I could call Buddy and be like, "Hey, come on the show and let's just do therapy." Yeah, Ian hates therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not qualified to do that, but I would love just to be like, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yeah, how you doing, man? Does someone just need to ask Buddy, like, how you doing? Uh, you know, I I, I want to find... I'm sure there's an interview somewhere, but I'm sure it was a shitty interview wherever I can find it True. where they don't ask these type of questions. <laughs> but I, I'm curious to, to dig, you know, maybe he did a, a decent interview somewhere after this release. Well, I know he's going through stuff with his wife, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, remember that acoustic album that came out recently? Yep. Like, yep. I know he's worried that his wife is going to die or girlfriend. I forget. I Didn't he come out as gay at one time? Yeah. <laughs> he might yeah. be bisexual. I don't, I also don't care what people do with their life. It's just like yeah. if you put in Buddy Nielsen in a Google, like there are a whole bunch of stories of him either coming out or him being bisexual or him having a wife. I don't really fucking care. But yeah. whatever it is, something's going on in his life because holy shit, man, this is probably – Besides Sworn In, and even then, this might surpass Sworn In. This yeah. is one of, if not the most depressing album you have ever heard. And it's not like the music itself is doom and gloom. It's that kind of upbeat, post-hardcore, alternative, pop-punky kind of vibe. But if you listen to those lyrics, like I can't imagine anyone singing along with these songs and people not being like, what the fuck did you just say? I know. <laughs> like, even if you don't, if you're not like a, a music listener that like really pays attention to lyrics, you will pay attention with what he says in this one. It is really pretty much all about death and depression. Yeah. I mean, and it's very clear. It's not screaming lyrics. I no. mean, he, he does some. I mean, yeah, there are some unclean vocals, but it's really, you know, it's back to old school senses fail. Oh, yeah. And look, no one's ever really called Buddy an amazing vocalist by any means. I mean, I'm not sure his range is really all that great. But lyrically and what he puts into, because I'm honestly not even sure it's passion. I think it's emotion that he yeah, puts into lyrics. Yeah, it's emotion. Yeah. More than passion, yeah. And it's funny, like, when we talk about Johnny Craig singing on a Slaves album, I think, okay, He's exercising some of his demons. Like he needs yeah. music to have an outlet of what he truly wants to say. I almost think in this case that music actually kills Buddy a little bit. That he wishes yeah. he was doing anything else. Yeah, uh, and for me, this is the most like emotional album I've ever listened to. I mean, a sworn in album. It's a different style, right? Like it, it can still scare the shit out of you, but um. <laughs> Well, Too Close to Touch has that amazing song. I mean, that would be almost what I would consider close to this. But then, like, if you were to take, like, it's going to be weird. But just think about it this way. If Buddy was to do the track from Too Close to Touch, Ely or Eily, however you want to say it, if he was going to redo that track as Senses Fail, I think he'd say the same stuff, but he'd be like, I'm going to kill myself to bring back this person. Like, that's the only yeah. way I can get close to this person is to kill. So instead of, you know, too close to touch saying, take me instead, why didn't you take me? He'd be like, well, fuck that whole part about, like, telling someone that I'm just going to do it. 
Yeah. Like I can't live on this I can't live on this earth anymore. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Man, I, I can't I can't get over like I can't believe I even heard heard a song like this. <laughs> no, it's very true and and we're not saying this is a bad album either. It's a very good no, album. I fucking love this album. Yeah, it's just extremely raw and brutal, honest, open. Like that's what you have to know about this album. And I haven't really heard many people talk about it or at least talk about the depressing nature, which makes me think they're just listening to it and bopping their head and going, this sounds like old senses fail. Yay. (laughs) But it's a completely different vibe. Like they've always been brutal in a way, but never like this. Most of it's based in sarcasm and storytelling. This is dark. Yeah, it is dark. There's no way around that. Um, But I love this album, man. I, I, I'm listening to this one more and more every day. I listen to it like two or three times a day. Yeah. And what's actually really funny about this too is this is more of a throwback than Speak the Truth could ever do. I mean, we were talking about that, how they were trying to like recapture early 2000s. This did that way more just with harder hitting lyrics. Yeah, they they definitely squashed that uh, that group. (laughs) I don't know how, how you even go back to that group. You can't. There's no way. (laughs) <laughs> how could you top that i don't know but it makes me want to see senses fail live again because i want to see how he pulls this stuff off i know i, I i'm very curious and i they have like a a vinyl and like a limited print poster out right now i really want to buy but i'm sure it's already sold out probably i could see that happening but yeah man i mean we're just trying to be honest about this we both really really like this album you know, it's it's classic senses fail. You know, all the instruments are almost like 2000s. That's the way it sounds. But it is just really fucking dark. So, Dave, what track do you want to play? We have to play the the deepest and darkest one. Is that first breath? First breath, last breath? I know. That's kind of a pain in the ass to say, right? It is, man. First breath, last breath. Yes. <laughs> let's do it. So once again, that senses fail. If there is a light, it will find you on Pure Noise Records. I'm looking around to see if there are any more. It turns out we're on the last one. Yep. (laughs) Oh man, we have a lot to say about this as well. Now we've got the plot new Dispose on Fearless Records. This is Melodic Electronicore? Yeah, um, hard one to pinpoint. Very difficult. I agree. 2015 was the last album that was Happiness in Self-Destruction, one of my favorites. Yeah, we should, we should both say we loved. This album is 10 tracks, and really, you can say there's one filler, Happy. Yeah, Happy, yeah. It's a kind of weird interlude, but it does have a point. Yeah, it, it fills a gap. 
and it, it does what it needs to do. I mean, it's just, I don't know if I would consider it a song on the album. No, I wouldn't really either. But Dave, I think we got to get into the controversy of this I know, album. man. Everyone's got their hands up in the air. They're waving them around. And we're just like, hey, guys, let's put them down. It's fine. Yeah. But they <laughs> don't know down. that. Yeah. They're just putting their hands up and waving them around. We're just like, guys, we get it. We get it all up in the air. So you, I guess, I guess from what I read online, you either love this album or you hate it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no gray, white or black. It seems so. And I guess I get it in a way, but then also the plot in you has changed throughout their entire career. Oh my God. Yeah. The happiness and and self-destruction, that was their biggest change in sound. And that didn't get hate then as much as it is now. Right. Which is a little surprising. So like we mentioned before, when anyone adds in electronics, that makes them a bring me the horizon ripoff. Yeah. And if that's the case, uh, plot is doing a better version of bring me is than bring me is to themselves. So uh, they, uh, this album is better than anything bring bring me has done with electronics. Um, that should piss off a lot of people. Yeah, uh, you, you definitely did piss off a lot of people. There's yeah, no but I, <laughs> I, I've seen <laughs> I've seen bring me live. The electronics are well. His vocals, oh, that's all I have to say. It it didn't fit. It sucked. He's Ollie sucked live. I'll say it. I was what? let down. I was sad. <laughs> My girlfriend was too. Was Were you senses fail sad? Mm, no, no. Okay. I was right. more disappointed with Ollie. Just checking. Just checking. Well, here's the thing. I will say this as well. I have seen Bring Me the Rise and Lie multiple times after yeah. That's the Spirit. And you're right in a way they have been rather lackluster. Yeah. Now, I don't know why that is. I mean, I think one night at least I saw him, he was definitely sick for sure. Okay, yeah. But I do get it. The reason why I know they can do it live, though, is because of that symphony orchestra one that they did. That was Uh fucking amazing. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is my favorite live performance I've ever seen on Uh a DVD. You know what I mean? So I know they can pull this off live. What I don't know yet is if the plot and you can pull this off live. Yeah, and I've heard a couple of these songs live, but not... The entire album, so I will definitely see them live soon, I'm sure. Right. And the last time that I saw Plot live, we remember the story I told and how I was told the next night that Landon on stage said that the show that I was at was the worst show they've ever played. Yeah, which is, I mean, which sucks for you, but it's a good thing that he acknowledges that. Right. And well, Ollie blames his uh his guy controlling the, the backup vocals for him. Right, and... With Ollie, there are a lot of backup vocals. Oh, very much. That is very true. But look, we're not here to trash either band because we love both bands. So we're just stating truth when people are like, hey, this is a ripoff band or whatever. We're here to prove no, it's not. No, no. Like just because you use some electronics does not make you a ripoff band. Not only that, there are one or two tracks that sound a little Bring Me the Horizon-ish. Definitely. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. Landon would ever say that isn't true. No, and lyrically, they're not even fucking close. Yeah, we're not even talking lyrics. Just some of the way the, the chorus goes yeah. or the sound, yeah. And not a rip-off band whatsoever. 
It's just interesting yeah. that that's what people go to right away. And now here's also something. Landon has been doing different things with different music genres for a long fucking time. If you only know plot, you don't even know the half of the things that he does. Yeah, uh, busy man. Let's put it like that. Not only does he have side projects, he also has a solo career. He also writes for other bands. Do you know that he writes for Crown the Empire? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know Crown the Empire doesn't write their own music, so it yeah. kind of makes sense. But, I mean, that's something completely different than what he's been doing. Not to mention, he makes you know fun tracks on <laughs> YouTube as well that you can look up yeah. where he makes fun of his own music. It's very Attila-esque, and I'm sure maybe he'd be pissed if he heard that. But it's just in the genre being funny or in the yeah. way of being funny in this genre. He does, you know, making fun of the scene and he says, you know, white beater, he's embarrassed when he hears yeah. that because that's not where his mind is anymore. Yeah, you, you can say he we can use the word matured. I think Oh, him for sure. As a person, yeah. He matured but didn't lose the edge that makes him write lyrics like in rigged. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's hitting right at the music industry. Yeah, that's pointing right in their face. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's so great about what he does. And when we focus on Landon, the reason why we do this, and I had this conversation with someone online, actually, because I was praising Landon and Plot and saying how great this album is, because obviously, you know, spoiler alert, we buried the lead. It's a fucking amazing album. Dave oh and gosh, I yeah. both agree on that. We're going to talk more about it. But when I was online talking about that, someone had mentioned, they go, and I don't know if they're listening right now. If they are, hey, I just forgot your Twitter name. I'll shout you out another episode but he's like i don't know why everyone online is only giving credit to landon there's a full band so i'm gonna give yeah. credit to all them but here's the deal with that i don't know on dispose if it's different yet because i haven't gotten my bundle yet so i don't know yet if this is true but for pretty much all the other albums if not every single one Landon does not only the vocals and songwriting, he also does drums, bass, guitar, and programming and producing. Wow. <laughs> so I am assuming that he's doing that exact same thing for Dispose as well. So right there, that's why people give credit only to Landon because plot is Landon. All of these bands are Landon. Yeah. Landon... I mean, we reviewed, we reviewed a project by him this year. <laughs> AI 640. Yep. Yeah. Incredible EP. Yeah. Not only that, last year we reviewed the solo album. Yeah. Yeah. The solo album. Yeah. Which is uh, crazy weird and awesome. Yeah. And, and just on Instagram, his, his album release week on Instagram, he was looking for someone to do a project in Michigan and he said it was going to be really cool. So he's already, he's already yeah. doing something else. He's already. Yeah. He is always doing something. And that's a little bit of what Rig talked about. And I mean, all the rest of the tracks. I mean, we could go into every single track and do this. But I mean, why don't you just listen to it? That's what I would say to that. But we want to sing the praises of this band because this band has changed in such a great direction. And I'm not saying that every band has to do what Plot has done. But I do find it very funny. I get a lot of shit online from people when I, you know, make jokes about bands like Fallout Boy and Sleeping with Sirens about the direction that they went in. I love when a band makes quality music 
in a different musical direction. Yeah, keep them coming. <laughs> right. It's only when a band makes bad music by changing. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, listen to In Loving Memory once a month. We'll tell you about it. That's true. Or read my Twitter where yeah. people <laughs> get mad at me for making jokes about Fallout Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't do that anymore, Ian. No, I How for- dare you? I forgot. I forgot. But if I ever say anything good about bands like I always do, no one chimes in. No, yeah. No one's like, how dare you say that? I like their old way. It's like, okay, yeah. okay, whatever. But that's why we want to talk about this because we've said it before. You know, Landon makes fun of his old music because a lot of people did as well. Just like Bring Me does. They make fun of their old oh, music. Oh, yeah, of course they do. Like the only track they ever play anymore is Chelsea Grin. Yep. That's the only one. They don't go back and do anything else from their catalog. And no. it seems like that's what Landon feels about it as well where he realizes whatever he put into happiness and self-destruction really latched on to people. And I'm not, by the way, saying that he changed to appease anyone. I don't think Landon does anything to appease anybody. Definitely not. And I obviously don't know him personally. So I'm just saying that's not the vibe I get from when I see him live, from when I you know, hear interviews, from whatever. It doesn't seem like that's his goal. No. And I definitely want to see this played live because I really want to buy a vinyl too. So I would love to see this done front to back. Oh my gosh. I I love those type of tours. Like, like, like a lot like birds did with Divizzi. They played it, man. That was, if you like the album, that's like a dream come true. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see this live. Now here's the deal though. And this is something that is a little interesting. If I'm not mistaken, the scene magazines and the scene news never gave any credit to Landon or Plot whatsoever. No, not really. Now they are sucking his dick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Big fucking time. They're giving him interviews. They're talking about how amazing the album is. It's really funny though, right? You would think they would have seen this a long time ago. Because... yeah. If you're paying attention, yeah. Yeah, I know we're not the only one who have been singing their praises. There are probably other shows and other whatever, you know, underground stuff. But it's just kind of sad. Like, I want Landon to do well, and I want him to get the credit he deserves. I just wish it wasn't from AP and Rock Sound just all of a sudden being like, oh, this is popular now. Let us give him what he deserves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they're just doing it because there's, like, drama around it right now. You know, like, people up in arms about the sound change right so ap latches onto it so yeah it, it's annoying um i think landon just proved he can do about every type of vocal style and embarrass about anyone in the scene doing it yeah he's top echelon yeah yeah there's no doubt about that and even with not doing as many unclean vocals on this he's still doing so many different styles and it's all him yeah, that's what people need to really remember. Yeah, I mean, he most likely did all of this album. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But man, it's more than that. I mean, not only does everything click and flow really well, I connect to the lyrics. I think these are awesome fucking lyrics. No, yeah, the opener just slaps you right in the face, and I was hooked right there. Yeah, the buildups are fantastic. Just everything works so well on this. So sure. If you loved Wife Beater and that's your only style of music that you like, 
then you're probably not going to like this. Now, that doesn't no. mean don't listen to it. It just means I can sure hear your seeing kid head going like, oh, no, I can't believe they sold out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's dumb. It's absolutely yeah. dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> listen to Dave. You're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> but I can't sing the praises of this enough. And maybe the controversy does help. Mm -hmm. That's definitely yeah, a possibility. So. I mean, I am very glad that he is starting to get the credit that he deserves. Yeah. And I want about 10 more of these albums. So, and each one changing. So I don't want him to stay put and whatever. I mean, I know he's not listening to the same music that he used to. And that's why there's a change here. Like totally, totally makes sense. He does whatever he wants. I'm hoping that he decides to do this show. I'm oh, hoping. Awesome. Yes. I am hoping that he'll be on Ian hates conversations for sure. Because I think we can have an amazing conversation about all this stuff. But yeah, I can't get over. I mean, I probably listen to this fucking thing like 15 times in a row. Oh, my gosh. I'm still playing that. I mean, nonstop. It's this and senses fail for me on repeat, <laughs> which is a weird combination. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is one of those ones where I take those nine tracks and I just put it into my big playlist. Yeah. And it yep. doesn't matter what comes up. Nope, I'll listen to every one of the every one of those songs. I would call this album an a, a masterpiece. I mean, with the filler in there, but I mean, it's I love every damn song. No man, it totally makes sense. This was a major highlight in the best week of releases possible. Yeah, it it was it wasn't easy to stand out this week, and the plot and you, uh, they took the cake. I totally agree, and I hope everyone gives this a chance. Even if you wrote off the band, if you, you mm -hmm. know, you listen to, you know, could you watch your children burn and you're just like, fuck that. I don't want any part of that. You need to listen to happiness and self-destruction and dispose. And I don't care yep. what order you do it. You just need to listen to good music. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So all the best to Landon and plot and you ride this for as far as possible. Hopefully, hopefully they do a tour where it's this front to back. Yeah, they're pretty busy band, so I really want this album front to back. That's all that's all I want. Tell me, what track am I playing? Um, let's play Rigged. It's too damn good. You got it. What do I say? It told me that I'm too much to handle. I've gotten way too fucking carried away. Damn it's a shame. These fuckers had the best and they blew it I'm running circles round the pussies they've made I don't even care if I'm late And I will never make the mistake Of letting some crooked motherfucker Steal the light from every one of my veins How many times Do I have to fight
So once again, that's the plot and you dispose on Fearless Records. Phew, Dave, we did it. We made it. Sort of. My kind voice of. is almost gone. Mine is, man. I was about to say that. I actually just finished my very first ever Mellow Yellow. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, this is my first drink, like really first Mellow Yellow my entire life. May I borrow your DeLorean to go back to wherever you got that? <laughs> <laughs> what, are we sponsored by Mellow Yellow now? It might be. It's pretty good. I'm surprised you're not drinking like fucking Surge. Dude, I fucking love Surge. Of course we you have do. Surge. Yeah, it's from Ohio. Yep. All right, what are we doing? All right, we really are punch drunk. We need to finish this fucking show. But we can't until we go through albums and then hate mail and then end the show. So... Here we go. Upcoming albums for February 23rd. We have Friend of the Show, Household, Everything a River Should Be. We've got Turnstile, Secrets, and The Anchor. Very solid lineup. I'm looking forward to that one. I've been looking forward to Household for a long time. Also, been looking forward to The Anchor. We played their singles, I believe, on the show. They are a Manic Cat band, which I'm excited to hear. I love the dynamics. Female fronted, male screamer. I think it's going to work out really well. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. And I pre ordered the Secrets album. So looking forward to that one, of course. I'm looking forward to it too. I'm just, I've got my reservations still. Okay. Okay. Just because I've been through so much with them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But hey, that is next week. So, Dave, we're going to leave album reviews right now and we're going to go to hate mail. You think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous buzzer, wannabe writer, candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Dave, 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 it is hate mail time. For anyone that doesn't know, you can send us any type of questions you want. I mean, we do prefer that it's, you know, music related, but it could be whatever. I'll tell you what color I like. Yeah. That's fine. I'll tell you my favorite color. No, that's not it, but I'm going to keep it secret. I'll tell you my favorite ice cream. I'll tell you my favorite cookie. We can talk about all that shit. It's completely fine, but you are totally welcome to keep it music related. That's what we're going to be talking about today. But if you would ever like to send us those questions, you can get in touch with Dave, Dave of Doom on yep. Instagram. Then me, you've got Ian Hates Podcast at Ian Hates Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You've also got Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates and Gmail, the original hate mail, Ian Hates at gmail.com. I think that is the see, best I way. See what you did there. I see what you did there. That was clever. Thank you, buddy. You know, I like to put, <laughs> since the name of the show is Hates, I like yeah. to put that on the things that we do. It's weird. I think there's another show that stole that from us. Hmm. It's weird. I was told about that recently. <laughs> so if we ever, you know, when we get a phone line, maybe we'll change the name to something of theirs. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. But that's <laughs> so far away from the point of hate mail. We've got Hater Ty, who's got a question for us. He says, 
if we were given the opportunity to sing with our top three favorite bands, who would they be? And what I'm going to say for this, I'm going to kind of box this in a little bit. Yeah. I think if we just say our three favorite bands, that doesn't count. What I want to take into consideration is think of bands that you love that you think you might be able to pull off a track from them. So if you're like at a concert and they were like, hey, we're looking for someone to sing this song, you know, let's have a volunteer. You would do that similar, by the way, to what I believe Hater James just recently did. I think he got to do a track with Friend of the Show Convictions. That's sweet, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. And I think he did Blood Brothers, which is my favorite track from them. Because I always sing like I'm the brother that doesn't yeah. believe in anything because I don't. So it works perfectly for me. I love his yep. arguments. So it works very well. But anyways, so congrats to Hater James, by the way. Hopefully he gets that invent animate spot. Ooh, that'd be good. But that's a side combo. All right, Dave. <laughs> With that caveat in mind, what are the three bands you would choose? Okay, so... My bands I pick, I obviously lyrically have to have mastered, like I know all the lyrics. Sure. And I think I could participate in, um, in her own words. I think I know every single lyric to their album. That that fucking masterpiece of an album. Nice. About anything from Day Shell, I could do. Okay. Um, I knew all their lyrics pretty well, and. You know, I originally thought Dance Gavin Dance, but their lyrics are, they have a big catalog, man. (laughs) I don't know if I could tackle all of that. And high fucking voices. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I could make it happen. So I would probably lean towards, mm, I might go to an Australian band here on you and go with Hellions. Ah, okay. Because their recent album, if it's of that recent album, man, I got it down. I fucking love that album. <laughs> gotcha. What What do you have? So I think, you know, I would love to say My Chemical Romance. The problem yeah. is Gerard Way has a high fucking voice and doesn't take breath, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow he's able to run off of whatever fumes he has, but I get winded singing any of their songs. So that would be a tougher one. Same with like, from first to last, you know, yep. Sonny shredded his throat, you know, screaming that shit. So that's very difficult, I would say. So what I would probably guess, I would do Funeral for a Friend, even though mm-hmm. they are very vocally talented. I think I can pull that off in most situations. We kind of mentioned it before with karaoke. I think yep. I could go up for Ohio is for Lovers or <laughs> Nikki FM yeah. or something with Hawthorne Heights. And then... Last one, I would say, I think I can pull off Silverstein. Yep. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's something that two people share. You yeah. know, I can pull off talking and interviewing, and uh-huh. I can also pull off doing that music. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone gets that stuff at all. I hope, I hope so. But you better believe I'll get up on stage and do my heroin. Oh, you yeah. better fucking believe it. <laughs> I will kill that track. Yep. Definitely would. So, yeah, I think that was a good question. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, it made me think about how well I know some of my lyrics. And as much as I love Dance, Cabin Dance, they have some spontaneous, out-of-place lyrics. They do. That I just, I, I would not be capable of. <laughs> well, that is, I will say, 
if I was playing any track, I'd remember all those lyrics. My problem is I do get a little bit like my brain will completely shut out that stuff when I'm on stage. So yeah. it has to be muscle memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a little bit of an issue. Like I would be way better playing guitar than I would <laughs> doing lyrics, though I was a vocalist in bands before. I don't know oh, okay. how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a good one for you. I actually, my uh, high school, like one of my senior class projects, I had to re- remember either a um, like a long poem or, and I, I talked to the teacher and it let me remember like all the lyrics to an album. Mm-hmm. And I know every lyric to the entire um, All's Well That Ends Well um, Chiodos album. I, oh, wow. I, right. I know every single, all the lyrics. <laughs> I still remember them. Well, I'm guessing you didn't think you could pull off <laughs> Craig's voice. No, nope. So I didn't even list that one. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you very much, Ty, for the question. We, it seems, have questions for the next two weeks already. Oh, yes. As well. We have two. Mike from the Skinny with Mike and Adam had one, and I warned him that if I brought it to the show, it was it's going to make the show pretty long. But since this episode's already pretty long, I think I'm going to save it for another week. Okay. So, holy shit, man. We got to end this fucking show. I did want to let people know because we had the issue where we already recorded the show and then, you know, I still don't know what happened. I don't know why I didn't record. We had to push Lindsay's segment, Lindsay Quit Lollygagging, to next week. But we're actually going to have her on in two consecutive weeks. So that way you get more Lindsay because you weren't able to hear her this week. Yep. So we'll definitely shoot for that. But until then, Dave, it is time to end this fucking show. Yep. Let's go. All right, Dave, end of the show time. Do that thing you do. So before we go here, I'd like to mention there's a couple of tours announced today. Uh, yes. Good Tiger mm-hmm. with uh, Icarus the Owl. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, they're going to Michigan. It's a bit of a drive, but I really want to make the hike. And um, the other one was, man, it's kind of different. Is it Coheed? Taking Back Sunday and the story so far. That is diverse right there. Yeah, it can be. But anyone going to see Taking Back Sunday is a rube. And throwing away their money. (laughs) Period. So you better hope that those other two bands really pick up the pace because Taking Back Sunday are one of the worst bands ever to see live. That's pretty sad to hear. (laughs) It's the truth. Yep. They come to Ohio twice on that tour, so I will be tempted. (laughs) Well, go. I'm not saying don't go. I'm just, I don't want you to be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want you to be fucking disappointed. That's all. Yep. But yeah, um... But yeah, get in contact with me and Ian. Like we said, our Instagram names. Uh, mine's Dame of Dave of Doom on Instagram. Ooh. It's probably the best way to get a hold of me. <laughs> um, Ian Hates Music Podcast. You look up Ian Hates. You're subscribed to us. You can figure <laughs> this shit out, guys. Message him. Find out what his favorite color is, for Christ's sake. Um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to tell. <laughs> it's got to be on the show. Yep. Yeah, so uh, keep up the likes. Keep up the shares. The... Um, Comments are always really great. I really like to interact with you guys. Um, I got about three messages last week from just just you guys confirming that you like the show. So that's always good to hear. Yeah, I do love that. Believe it or not, I like when people give me compliments. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) really do enjoy that. 
So yeah, even though Dave was very nonchalant about it, let me tell you how to get in touch with us once again. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Ian Hates Podcast. No S at the end. Ian Hates Podcast. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. And on email, ianhates at gmail.com. That is the easiest way to get in contact with me. Don't forget, there are tons of Ian Hates conversations. And I want to mention the one that I am working on right now, even though we've been plugging the hell out of it for the last month plus or whatever. The deluxe reissue of Catharsis by Eternal Void is coming out March 2nd on Tragic Hero Records. I get to sit down with Evan and Kyle, both guitarists for the band. It is a really fun conversation. When I've been listening through it, I started laughing multiple times. So you always know that's a good one. We've got Sean Dowling of Synapses Firing, Joseph Mabry of Capstan, Eternal Void, obviously what I just said, and then you are going to be blown away by some of the stuff I have coming up. Oh boy. Can't even talk about it. Of course Can't not. even talk about it. It's going to be awesome. That's what all of my nights are being taken up with. All interviews, all conversations, all for you guys. So make sure to give us those likes. Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars. Make this even bigger than it is. It's already big, but believe me, it really does help. If you know someone, you're at a concert, you're talking to someone, some girl offers you a drink, you politely say, ah, I don't know if I need one. <laughs> maybe when you do that maybe you go hey you might like ian hates music why don't you yep. take a listen and then maybe get that person a beer who knows yep and if you can't pick up the chicks be like hey you might not like me but hey you will like this podcast that's right you have two sexy gentlemen with their deep voices even though our voices are way shot once again i think it's too bad. i think every week our voices are shot yeah especially this week i mean we have six hours and and talking Plus, that doesn't count work, you know, all the other things that we do with our lives where we're talking the whole entire time as well, plus all the Ian Hates conversations. So anyways, we're not complaining. We have fun doing the show. We love doing the show. We love hearing from you guys. So please let us know whatever you want us to know. We enjoy it. I'm going to stop talking because this has been way too much. Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a dick, guys. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to So alright